I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy podcast day. Happy podcast day. Yep. Guys want to do the pledge? Of course you want to do the pledge. <laughs> I want to do the pledge, Who for doesn't sure. want to do the pledge? <laughs> right? <laughs> just saw the pledge on the back of a pickup going home last night. It's rock solid, man. Oh, I know. That's uh, not a dad joke. No, that was on uh, Steve Barnes' truck. No, no, just going up I-25. Yes, Steve Barnes has uh, it, but uh, I mean... He's got it on his big truck and on his pickup truck. Oh, on his pickup truck, mm-hmm. too. I've seen yeah. it on the, on the JFW truck, but yeah. I haven't seen it on... I got to tell you, Steve Barnes, you you don't get more patriotic. You could be equally patriotic, but you're not going to get more patriotic (laughs) than Steve Barnes. That's awesome, man. (laughs) Shout out to Steve. Good for you, Steve. Uh, Yeah, he'll bend your ear about our government, that's for sure. As should everyone, Dave. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know anybody like that. (laughs) (laughs) At least hopefully that means you're involved someplace, right? Right. You know, you're having a conversation with somebody. So. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. I, pledge I pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Booyah. Bam. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some truck today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. And no matter what, we trust you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just our expressed opinions. Episode 95 had 524 downloads. We are at 45.9 thousand total downloads, and we have 216 followers. Who broke that two, 215 mark? Right. Yeah. We, need, we need four by next podcast. Yeah. We've got to be at 220. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Loving it. <clears throat> Brother Dave and I, we were talking about energy drinks, and uh, we were talking about rock stars and monsters and whatever. And water. And water, yeah. <laughs> the lack thereof, right? The lifeblood. <clears throat> Do you guys know why monsters don't eat ghosts? I'm sure when we hear it, it's going to be so obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's because it tastes like sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. That's funny. Talking about eating things. Did you guys hear about the new restaurant they're opening downtown Denver called Karma? Yes. 
<laughs> You've heard no, of it? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no menu. You just get what you deserve. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, so if we're on the, you know, the subject of food and everything, you know, I've been on this carnivore diet and, and trying to find different things that are okay to eat on it and stuff. And one of them is pure-based honey. You can have honey as long as it's pure. So I was like, you know, why don't I start like a try to do honey, you know, get my own bees and stuff. So I went to the guy and I said, how many bees do I need? And he's like, you need 12 bees to get started. I'm like, okay, I'll take 12 bees. And he handed me the 12 bees and there was actually 13. And I'm like, hey, there's 13 bees here. I thought you said I only needed 12. He goes, well, that's a freebie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> freebie. <laughs> cute. Your jokes are cute. <laughs> so a child asked his father how were people born so his father said well adam and eve made babies and then their babies became adults and they made babies and so on and so forth then the child went to his mother and asked her the same question and she told him well <laughs> we were monkeys <laughs> <laughs> and then we evolved to become like we are now. So then the child ran back to his father and said, you lied to me. His father replied, no, your mom was just talking about her side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome, Dave. That is so funny. Did you hear, <laughs> I got one more. Did you hear about the guy that didn't talk to his wife for two years? He thought it was going to be rude to interrupt her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, moving on from the dad, <laughs> dad joke challenge. I just, uh. I just want to stay there, actually. Uh, new employees. We had two good guys start this week. Martin Gonzalez and Jordan Calhoun. Welcome to the fleet, man. Uh, welcome, yeah. welcome, you guys. Welcome, you guys. Yep. And uh, Rico Christensen, he wants to give us an update. A lot of people uh, did step up and donated to his Go GoFundMe, but then he canceled his Go Go GoFundMe, and people were trying to donate and they couldn't. And this really speaks to Rico's character. So he wanted to talk about it. He said. My short-term disability was approved last week, and I canceled the GoFundMe. Several people have reached out, and I explained why I canceled it. On this week's podcast, I want to give a shout-out to those who helped and those who have reached out, still offering to help. I also want to thank Joanne again for all her help. It wouldn't have happened without her. So, I mean, that's just so stand-up. I mean, I'm sure he could still use a couple bucks, but in his eyes... He's not in a jam anymore, so he canceled the GoFundMe. I think a lot of people may have been like, you know what, I'm going through, you know, cancer, and I might need that money later, or, you know, a couple extra bucks will help. Maybe I could go get something to make me feel better. Yeah, I, I mean, in between I treatments, I could go gamble at Blackhawk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the but the good news is Rico's not that guy. He's not. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just pretty cool. So, I agree. Good, good stand up dude. There. Yep. You know, and later character. Down, That's character right there. That is. Mm -hmm. Later down that the road. Is character. Later down the road, Rico, if you find that you're in a jam again and you need you need some help, please reach out to the JFW family. Yeah, yeah. We'll, absolutely. We'll we'll put your GoFundMe up again and try to get you some more. Yep. All right. Celebrations, anniversaries this week. Josh Brown hits two years today. 
Russ Murphy hits three years tomorrow. Happy anniversary, guys. That's awesome. Happy anniversary. Yeah, so, happy anniversary. So special. You know, we, I had some friends in town, and I, they were, you know, talking about how we're doing, you know, with just employees, because it's, it's hard. I mean, everybody knows how hard it is out there, right? And, Especially for a pimp. <laughs> Man, the dad joke hits just keep coming. Anyway, I just mentioned, you know, we had three generations working in our wash bay. And they were just blown away by that, uh-huh. you know, with, with Rich and Josh and Lexi. And right. they just couldn't get past that. I, and I, I just think that's just so cool. I just really do. Absolutely. So, shout out to you, Josh. Good job, man. I mean, oh. he's, he's heading up the, the you know, yard 23. yard 23 and doing such a good job. And then I just have a personal connection with Russ there because he was with me. He was my wingman the day I met my wife. Oh, wow. So Russ and I, Russ and I go way back. <laughs> I was going to say, he's a repeat offender. Uh, you know, he worked here for like nine and a half years yeah. the first time, and then he came back and then left again. And I think he did. I don't, I don't know. This did is he do, number three. Yeah, did sure. he do yeah. five five years the last time? It was quite was a while again. I say three. Yeah, it was three. quite a while. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he was our, our go-to guy at Plant One. Well, he uh, was. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Totally forgot yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's yeah. got to be close to 20 years, right? Yeah. Total. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. over 15. Seems years. happy. Anytime I talk to him, he seems happy and upbeat and mm-hmm. happy to be here. Yeah. He, he also have a shares up. a birthday with your son, Sam. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fourth July of July. Yeah. Ah. God, that's like meant to be. Right? <laughs> you got I, tight. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> know that he was there when I met Janet. and same yeah, birthday. I mean, yeah. just, wow. You guys are connected. Yeah, we are. That's some interstellar shit mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big time. So, very cool. Dave, uh, brother, uh, Super Dave. So, I did, I remember I went back and announced the Wash Bay uh, gentleman that started, but it looks like there's another new face in there. Yeah, uh, Timothy Cisnero started on Monday. Okay, yep. welcome, so welcome, welcome, Tim. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, welcome. welcome, Tim. Yep, kind of a quiet guy. I didn't talk to him. Very much, so. quiet, but yep. he's ready to work, and I love that. Yep. Nice. We Sweet. need that in that wash bay. Mm-hmm. A lot of trucks to clean. <clears throat> oh, well, yeah. we've had a lot of rain, and that's a tough job. You know, oh, you could bust your butt for two, three days in a row, and then we get a rainstorm, and then... All your progress They're is all done. all dirty again. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to just keep plugging. Yep. Rainstone, just go up to fry. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just load some three-quarter wash. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, we have no birthdays this week, but we do have plenty of family birthday celebrations. Uh, going back to August 20th, Yendi Ronquillo, which is uh, Ismael's uh, girlfriend, her birthday was August 20th. Uh, Kiana Gobbert, that's Ron, Bug- uh, yeah, Ron Bugler's significant other. Her birthday was Sunday. Joni Trujillo's birthday was yesterday. And Lori Domenico's birthday is today. Happy uh, birthday. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday, everybody. That's yeah. like Ladies' Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or Ladies' Week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Ladies' Night Out. Woo-hoo. <laughs> shout-outs. Charles wants to give a shout-out to pretty much the JFW family. He says... Hey there, how you living? I hope you can shout this out for me on the upcoming podcast. I want to thank JFW for giving me the opportunity to learn something new while making money to feed my family. I appreciate it. I've been here in Colorado for two months, and a, two and a half now, and a full month here at JFW. It's been great since day one with my interview with Super Dave. I want to thank my trainer, Ron, in 0011, <clears throat> for some for the for some training in and out about end dumping. I want to big up Tony and 0084 
He heard I was new to the area and offered to show me around. That was a very nice gesture. I want to thank everyone that showed me tips and tricks along the way. Don0087, Mike0024, Alon00 or Alan0096. Chili Dog. Chili Dog. Aladdin. Juan0079, Johnny0090, Coleman0093, plus Scooby. All the fellows that introduce themselves in the yard of plants. Double O Scooby. <laughs> making me feel welcome. I adore everyone's leadership and professionalism. Let's keep rocking and rolling safely. Charles. Man, I feel like he was about to get an Emmy or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. That was good. You, you know what's cool about that is, I mean, do you guys remember that first line that he put in there? How you living? Yeah. yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah. That So it's a commencement speech from... Uh, the guy's name is Rick Rigsby. I looked him up again oh. this morning, and what an amazing commencement speech. And it's the, the deal on the commencement speech is third-grade dropout. And it's that's, oh, the, yeah. that's the smartest man he yeah. knows is a third-grade dropout, and he's talking about his dad. Mm. And I watched the video, man, and it just it brings tears to your eyes, yeah. but it is, it's compelling, it's inspiring, it's comical, it's... I mean, you, you know, you talk about Charles should win an Emmy or, yeah. you know, a thank you speech for winning an Emmy. That right. video is right. like a thank you speech for winning an Emmy yeah. almost. But I wonder if he got that from that, I guess, yeah. is my question. We'll so have I'll to ask to, him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, anybody that, you know, wants to take five minutes and have an inspiring moment, man, stop, mm-hmm. pull over, go to YouTube and just type in how you live in. And it's a commencement speech from Rick Rigsby. It'll bring up, it'll show a guy standing there in his cap and gown at a podium, you know, and the rest of the professors are behind him. And it might be nine minutes, maybe, but oh my gosh, this guy covers so many things. I mean, I, it's, I started to take notes and I'm like, I need to, I need to record the whole thing. Yeah. Like everything in it, he ties it all together. Everything he talks about, just your life, how you live in and you're taking care of people and so many little quotes in there and just... Oh, man, it's just great. He talks about, you know, how his dad taught him to be on time. And, you know, being an hour early is better than being one minute late. And, you know, you let your servant's towel be bigger than your pride, you know, in serving people. And just, oh, just. Because doesn't his, his wife die too, mm-hmm. Dave? Wasn't Jim, that part of the. You ruined yeah. it, man. You just, I didn't ruin you it. You just brought the yeah. whole. The whole level what, of this what, whole podcast just what, Lord, Whatever, about Dave. Death. You run the podcast. I'll just sit <laughs> I mean, here. I'm, well, I'm done talking, The bottom Dave. line is he's well, such a good bigger. storyteller. He he brings you into the story yes. so you feel it personally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, you just cannot I mean, listen to it without choking up. You yeah. just cannot. Oh, yeah. That was one of the key points, Jim, is, yes, his wife dies, but he, he, he reels you in. I mean, he, like, hook, line, and sinkers you in. He's reeling you in, talking about how he met his wife, and it was back in the 70s. And, you know, he said, back in my day, he's like, she was a brick house, is how you describe mm. it. You know? <laughs> Talks about going to the wedding, and he goes, you know, he said, when I met her, he said, women in college, he said, they liked running backs and quarterbacks, and <laughs> the blind side hadn't come out yet. I was a big old lineman. <laughs> and he said, you know you're lucky when you sit at the wedding, or you're walking into the wedding, and everybody in the wedding party is going, how on earth did he? And it's coming from your side of the family. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it is just great. But he talks about how, you know, he, he marries this woman. She's the light of his life, gets breast cancer. She passes away, mm. has two kids, and he's at the bottom, absolute bottom of his life. And 
it became his foundation. You know, he said that was what was inspiring about it. And again, his dad, the third grade dropout, smartest man he knows, helped him get through that. Saying no matter what, just stand. Hmm. Just stand. Hmm. Just stay standing. Smartest man he knows, just stay standing. Yeah, we Show caught, up. I'm gonna watch yeah, that we, today. We, it, it's in, we should put the link. Maybe I'll I'll grab it and give you the link, Jam, okay. and you can add it to the yeah, when I'll you send out the notes. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is, it is uh, so inspiring. Yeah, because just before the podcast, we were talking about that same subject, and and that should be just the basis of just standing, because mm. so many people yeah. just can't. You well, just yeah, gotta they, stand. They crumble yeah. or collapse or and it's excuses and mm-hmm. yeah. So easy to quit and walk away or not show up or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, or the blame game. Yeah. You know. You got to just stay standing. That was what his dad told him. You got to just stay standing. Mm. Stay standing, son. Right. What's cool about this shout out from Charles is he's kind of quiet, you know, and to himself. When I mean quiet, it's, it's not like he won't speak, but he's kind of to himself. So to, to see that JFW affected him so much to want to write that. Makes me feel good about yeah. our, our program. Right. You know, we got some really good people working here. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, makes me proud. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. sure. For sure. Shout out to Jesse Baeza. He requested a level one inspection and passed with flying colors. Just to repeat what happened, Jesse got pulled over or pulled in a port. The guy was going to do a level three, and he said, Hey, would you mind bumping that up to a level one? Is that, is that what happened, Jam? Because yeah. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I thought he was up at Fry's Quarry, <clears throat> and the scale set up up there across the in the tarping area. And he drove over there and asked for it. He drove over there and asked for it. That yeah. I, and I, I could be wrong. You could be a hundred percent right. That was. I mean, I think it was at Fry's, but I think they pulled him in or just to, grabbed. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just, just to do it. Yes, and he was like, and then he, and then he asked. Yeah. yeah. Either way, good job, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, did, no matter where it happened, the funny, right? The part of the story I took was the dude was like, you want what? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I want a level one. Yeah. If I was that cop, I'd be like rubbing my hands together. All right, you asked for it. Let's go find all, me some All right, stuff. all right, all right. <laughs> did Jesse get his 50 bucks, though? I, I don't know. Nobody really... Who cares about Jesse? Is that what we're going to say? Jesse, we love you, man. <laughs> I'm assuming since Brother Dave looked at you and you don't know, then. No. Yeah. I, okay. don't, I don't think well, that was. I, I didn't give him 50. <laughs> well, I Je- didn't give him 50. Yeah, Jesse, if we haven't taken care of you, man, come, come bug us or bug um, Linda or yep. Jam or something. We'll, we'll get it taken we care of. We got 50 bucks right here with your name on it, Don't Jesse. come to me. I'm broke. <laughs> Casey wants to give a shout out to Gabe Colmanero. He witnessed Gabe get out and help his trainee back into a spot. So that's pretty good. Uh, you know, a lot of times we just get a little complacent, even as trainers. Easy to wait to make sure your trainee isn't going to hit something is get out. Yeah. You got two people there. Why not? Busy on my phone. Yep. Good yep. job, Gabe. <laughs> yep. Good job, Gabe. <laughs> Anthony Harper wants to give Johnny B a shout out for leaving my truck all cleaned and ready to roll last night. So How cool that's that? good to come yeah, in after awesome. you've been off for a day and. We all know that feeling where you open that door and you don't know what to expect, but uh, you know, open it and find something pleasant. Right, is nice. Absolutely, yeah. It's better than opening the door and smelling like Big Mac cheese and 
Having the trash lift in there. If I was a driver these days, I'd have some uh, mints to leave on the dashboard when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be cool. Uh, that would be cool, man. Uh, can't can't be any, chocolate, though. If anybody wants to steal that, go for it. No, the the little, yeah, the cho- the green ones. That's what I'm saying. Up. It can't be chocolate because it, it melt. melt. Yeah. Not in winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How about a bathroom towel all folded up like a... A duck. Oh, like a duck, like they do, like they do, like on a hotel room or a cruise ship or something. Origami on your leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Origami up a little. Have the course on the dash. Have the course ticket all folded up, <laughs> like an airplane or something. That's funny. Screw it, fifty bucks. Yeah. Uh, got, uh, I got one more shout. Good out. shoot. Okay, Randy Martinez, another newer person around here. Says, good morning, Jam. I just want to say thank you for everything you and the team do to make me feel so welcome and good to be here and happy to come to work every day. Also, all my ride-alongs have been great. Everyone is really helpful. And Super Dave for letting Alan train me. He taught a lot and is always answering any questions I do have. That's so, so cool. That's what I'm saying, man. We got, we got some good things going on. The Kool-Aid is drinkable for sure. <laughs> drinkable for sure. <laughs> I love that. What do you got, Brother Dave? I, I, I just wanted, we uh, had a hang-up yesterday. One of the uh, powder guys coming out of Laramie lost a tire up in Berthage mm. yesterday. Mikey comes in the office. It's like 4.30, you know, end of the day. And he's like, hey, he said, instead of running one of our guys, taking all this time to get a tire up there in traffic and all that, Loves is right there. They said they had a tire. They'd go over and put it on. What nine thirty last night? He still didn't have a tire. And they were still having to work on it. And I make a long story short. I think Mike finally, you know, got back involved because we just thought it was handled. That's some BS, man. Oh, it's terrible. And I, I talked to Jim. I need to talk to Mike about it when he gets in or after the podcast here. But I'm pretty sure that's the second time Loves has done that to us. And you know, oh, this is up there in birth and the other yeah. one. I'm 99% sure it was we were coming out of Kansas with some salt, and we were there in Burlington. And uh, I think we waited for hours on that one, and I think Mike wound up wound up having to send a guy clear to Burlington. That's crazy. Because it was faster, and it just, yeah, so frustrating. So I, I mean, tell him I won't be there for four hours. Right, right. Yeah, yeah we'll do jam. something yeah. different. Yeah. 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 Oh, Not, be right oh. there. Yeah, four hours later. Five hours later, Jim. He, it wasn't done at 9.30. I mean, so when somebody here, says those words, sorry to interrupt you, I'm just pissed off. <laughs> Come on with it. When somebody says the words, I'll be right there, yeah. and they know in their heart that they're not going to be there. Like, oh, I'm going to just right. tell them. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of those guys like, you know I'm not going to be there for four hours, right? That yeah. would be my conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you know what? It really backed up, or I don't know. Let me get back to you. It's it's not yeah. going to be quick. Yeah. You know, we'll do our best, right. but we won't be right there. Right. So. Yeah. So the shout-out goes to Robert Lincoln. He was the one stuck up there having to wait. And I, you know those guys are starting at 2 in the morning. Oh, you know, I, I hope he wasn't the 2 in the morning guy. But if even at that, even if it was 7 in the morning, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Guy, Poor guy was stuck up there for hours upon hours. Had to be uber frustrating, and he kept a good attitude. And, you know, we're just thankful for that. So good job, Robert. Yeah. We are so sorry that happened to you, man, and we'll – you know, as usual, we'll continue to work on better ways to take care of things. We'll get you a Santiago's burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the shooting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, and then I got one last one here uh, <laughs> to Chris England in the shop. Okay. And man, it just seems like I've just given up on our toolbox in our shop. It's just so ravaged. There's no tools left in it. And I'm just at the point now I just walk out to Chris and I'm like, Chris, can I borrow this? Chris, can I borrow that? And it was so funny. I, I come in this morning and I, 
I had a marker light out on the cab of my pickup. I'm like, oh, I got to get that fixed. And if I, if I just have to do it right now, right? You know what I mean? If I don't, I'll forget about it. And tomorrow I'll be like, oh, crap, I got a marker light. Don't want Jim to see it out. Yeah. <laughs> be bad if he points it out to you. He didn't see it. Because <laughs> I was, yeah, like, I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a marker light out. You want to drive? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be seen behind the wheel of it. You got a marker light out. <laughs> anyway, I cruise up to Chris. I'm like, Chris, can I borrow Phillips? You know, and I hadn't looked on top of the cab. I just. Like, oh, it's got to be a Phillips. I go out there. Of course not. It's one of the Starks. Torques, exactly. I come back in. I'm, and what's funny is, you know, it was dark. So I'm like, I'm like trying to screw both of these screws. I'm like, oh, it didn't fit in one. <laughs> well, it can't be stripped. But I go to the other screw like, oh, it doesn't fit in that either. It's, up, was it a T15? It's pitch blackout. <laughs> T20. It was a 20. Anyway, I come in and Chris gives me the 20. And he's like, yeah, these are either, you know, 20s, 25s. Or here's a, I think he said 27. But I didn't even know they had a 20s. Either oh. way, he, he like, Chris, I guess this is this is how cool he is. He's like, take this one, but here's all the rest so you right. don't have to come back in. That's my point. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. Rock star, yeah. right? Instead of just going, well, here's what you asked for. Right. You know what I mean? And I go out and be like, oh, it doesn't fit. Come back in. So, yeah. Well, Chris, you're a rock star. Man. Chris Thank is a rock that. star. And just because you brought it up, Ricky DeLeon is a rock star, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, Chris was my go-to guy to borrow tools there for a while. <laughs> no, and he was. One day, Chris was there. I was like, hey, Ricky, you know, can I, can I borrow some tools? Well, he gave me a tour of his toolbox. This is where everything's at, and you just help yourself when you need it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. God yeah, bless that's exactly that's, I was just yeah. going to I don't say, Jim, I think I know his toolbox as well as him because he showed me his toolbox. Yeah, this is, you know, if you need this, this is, you know, just, you know, help. And I'm not comfortable with that. I would never just walk up to his toolbox and be like, oh, I need a ratchet. I know it's in the right. second drawer. Yeah. Right, you know, exactly. To me, I'm going to tell you when I take it, and I'm going to tell you when I put it back. Absolutely. Because yeah. you know what they say, proper return means future use. Yep. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, I always I holler, I, I put it back, yep. you know. Oh, I, yeah, I you totally know, Chris, hey, I put it back, or oh, Ricky. just yeah. the other day when we were working on uh, the electricity, the electrical to the depth shed. Yeah. You know, one of those screwdrivers was Ricky's, and mm-hmm. then it was like time for me to move on because you and Dave went down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I could probably be doing something. You cra- something not to interrupt <laughs> you, you cracked me up when you left. You guys would probably be up on the pole fixing <laughs> Fixing one of the lines of Transformers. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to come back here being a, in a bucket truck at the Transformer. Was it fixed? It was. It better it, than the it was we were just short of the bucket truck. Though, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> to find that broken line in the, in, the, in, the, in the pump was crazy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> one of those screwdrivers is Ricky's, and Jim was using it, and I... I almost asked you for it back. I need to, I need to go give this back to Ricky. Yeah, you go borrow it, right? <laughs> yeah. You go check it out. But I was like, yeah. I know Jim's character. He'll, he'll get it back. I still did ask Ricky, though, did you get that screwdriver back? He's like, yep. Yeah. Any other shout-outs, guys? Yeah, I just wanted to mention kind of the, on the line that we're talking about, you guys, and not, you know, give a blanket shout-out to everybody or like you mentioning Chris, Dave, and, you know, what a good job, and, you know, you hear that, and I'm proud of you and stuff like that. I, I ran across a little deal, and it reminded me of the shout-outs, is that the guy was saying with your kids that, you know, don't do something cliche like, oh, you know, good job, or I'm proud of you. He said that the, the choice you just made builds trust with me, and I can trust you to thrive with your decisions you're making. And I think of what you just did with Chris, mm-hmm. Dave, is that 
with him giving you all the tools, you know Chris is going to thrive oh, because he sure. just didn't give you the you know the T twenty. He right. gave you the whole thing yeah. and he made you successful. In the future, you're going to trust him. Oh, for sure. So yeah. I, I guess my shout out is um, that we trust you guys. We trust you guys every day to go out and do the right thing in your trucks. And when when that doesn't happen, that's when we try to you know to educate and, and work with you and find out the reason or you know the the cause or or whatever. So yeah, I just want to tell everybody that you know I trust you. Nice, that's awesome. Well, moving on. Anybody else? Because this is great segue into the non negotiables. I'll fold my piece of paper here, Jim. <laughs> we trust you, except for, well, check it out. There are some non negotiables here at JFW. And really, the biggest one is refusing to do things safely. If you're a driver here or somebody else, oh, please, I could see you just chomping at the bit over there. I know I don't have the Navajo stick, Jim, but I got it. You don't have it either, so I'm going to interrupt you. There you go. I just hold on. I, I do. I do. I am able to turn your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to jump in there because you're saying, you know, here at JFW, mm-hmm. refusing to do things safely, mm. and 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 these are general safety items. If you drive a truck anywhere, right. So I guess I wanted to emphasize that as you were going into it. And I'm, I am I apologize for interrupting you, but that's this isn't just JFW what we're about to discuss. This right. is anywhere, anyone in any truck. Yeah, the thing is, is we can't control who works at a different company. Agreed. And we can't control that. And this isn't this isn't meant to be a threat, but we just don't want you here if you're this type of person. Yeah. You know, we have to protect our families that work here and the families we're, we're against on the road. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So just to give you a little bit of background, how this came up, <clears throat> we ended up having a call in uh, that we had a truck bombing down Windy Point, I think is the name of the 285. Yeah. 285, right? And uh, we pulled some video and sure enough, man, I mean, we got a truck doing 73 and a 55. We got a truck doing 65 and a 45. It was just ugly. Oh. And, and blew the doors off another JFW truck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so fast, we couldn't get the number. We couldn't get the number. Of the it other passed truck. our own truck so fast. Right. So we ran into this before, maybe not this exact situation, but we got to have a meeting. We're going to call the driver up. We're going to sit down. We're going to coach him up and explain like, hey, you know, we need to do better than this. <clears throat> well, JR and I come up here with this driver and we were just blown away by the reaction, the defensiveness the refusal to to do it the JFW way or the safe way, it was like we were in a twilight zone. This driver did <laughs> did believe that he was coming down the hill properly. You know, this is this is how I do it. And just so you guys know, I don't want to use my brakes. I just want to use my Jake brakes. Okay, well you could not use your brakes at forty miles an hour mm-hmm. instead of sixty five miles an hour and just use the Jake brakes. It's all about coming down in the proper gear. And it just kind of went on and on and on and on. But, I, I mean, we have to have another meeting with this driver because, honestly, we didn't really leave on the same page. So non-negotiables are refusing to do things safely. You need to be able to come down the hill properly in a proper gear at the correct speed with lots of jaking and minimal braking. I love that saying. 
That sounds like Mike Bortz. Yeah, we're going to put it on the next um, little bracelets that we make. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's it. So I'll take any input from you guys on that. <laughs> Seems <laughs> like we're all busy. <laughs> without Like without a room full of kids, we're all on our phone. Yeah, without <laughs> sound like we're preaching jam or is it that this is part of my you know closing, closing arguments closing arguments yeah <laughs> of, of doing things right I, I just you know you told me a couple lines from the interview that you had with this driver and you're just you know like you and jr express you were blown away you know and and we talked about you know different decisions that in the conversation how it should have went and you were so beside yourself that it, the conversation didn't go that way right. and and that's that's amazing you know i mean one of the comments was that you know how do you do this this and this if it's x and he never got to y <laughs> you know he never, the math doesn't add up Yeah, the question is if you're ninety one thousand pounds and you're coming down the hill and the speed limit's 45 how fast should you be going <laughs> yeah 60 <laughs> That's just, what he was doing. It just depends on the situation. <laughs> yeah, it depends yeah. on the situation. No, yeah. that's not what yeah. it equals. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be 45 or less every yes. single time. Well, and less. I wanted to mention that too. Those posted speed limits are not for loaded trucks. They're for cars. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they're not yeah. for loaded trucks at 91,000. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So you have to take that into an account that right. maybe I should be going 35. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those signs are uh, a suggestion, mm-hmm. right? At, that this is the maximum, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I mean at, at those weights. Yeah, that is that is a suggested maximum at those weights. I mean, a, a, a white sign with black lettering is a law. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Commercial vehicles should be doing less than that. Yeah, but being yeah. a suggestion doesn't mean we suggest you do 45, but you could do 65. We suggest if you're a car, you do 45, or you'll get a ticket. But if you're a big truck, you gotta do less. Yeah, like I said, part of my closing arguments, Jam, and, I'll, and I don't think I'll ruin it because I got some stats to go along with it, but on my way in this morning, I always come down Highway 7 going uh, west I-25, and everybody should be familiar with it, really, but there's the lights at Colorado, which is at the bottom of the hill, but there's the railroad tracks that you go under right at Colorado, and if you're coming eastbound, you can't really see Colorado. It's hidden because of the train tracks, and just as I'm coming up to the light, it goes red, and uh, so I just start to slow up, and you know I'm I'm a ways away from the light. I don't even have to brake that hard, and I know there was a car on the other side of the bridge, and I'm I'm just rolling up to the light because it's red, and all of a sudden it dawns on me the car coming the other way never stopped, and there's two red lights. There's one before the bridge, and there's the one after the bridge. There's a big sign stop on this side of the bridge. And the car just went right through both red lights and just kept driving up the hill. And I'm and you can't see traffic. If anybody crossed on Colorado, and and there's accidents there all the time. And I, I guess I'm like, you know, I told Dave when I got to his house, and I, I'm just I'm blown away by that decision to run that red light. And, and to me, it's not I missed it because there's two of them. They're stacked. You can't. You can't just miss it or be that asleep, you know, maybe on the phone, and then you're back to distracted driving. But, oh, my God, how dangerous. So it made me think of this incident about, oh, I'm just coming. It's 45. I'm coming down at 60. It's a red light. I'm driving through it. 
it comes down to, you know, I hate to say it. Are, are people just that stupid? I don't know. And, and I, I hope not. Yeah, because you're not. But you sure see some decisions. That goes back to Jam's quote, you know, we're all one decision away from ruining our life. And that's, I, I, you know, when you said that, I just, I still struggle to believe it because I'm like, I'm not one decision away from ruining my life. But you're one bad decision away from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that. You but know, you see the decisions well, you know, so many people make. Dave three or four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, just, you see so many decisions people make, and you're like, "Oh my God, Jam's right." Right. They just they just about ruined their life. Your right? decisions are calculated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You you like okay, well, what's what what's the end game here? Like, let me start with the ending in mind. If I do this, if I put my hand on the hot stove, it's gonna burn. Right. So I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, oh, let me see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's the other piece of that, you guys, is that that saying reminds me of, you know, yourself. Mm. But putting your hand on the hot stove, that's your decision, your pain, your outcome. Right. Running the lights, mm. you're going to affect somebody you could kill else. kill somebody. That's the decision that that, that scares me the most is you are affecting somebody else. Yep. You know, bombing down the hill and and at over four, you know, sixty miles an hour, that's going to affect somebody else. It it affects there, 150 other people that work here because we look stupid. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Every time that person that calls in sees one of our trucks, she just goes, "There they go." You know what I mean? She yeah. doesn't know the difference between yeah. that one and the other. Yeah, Bob and Bill. They don't right? know the good one and the bad one. Do Absolutely, they, no yeah. way. No, you have to be a truck. I struggle to pick the trucks out. You know what I mean? There, it's not like it used to be where, oh, that's a JFW truck, but it wasn't that one. It was the red and white one, not the blue and white one, not the green and white one, not the purple one, not the whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there were a few more things that kind of disturbed me about your guys's conversation with the guy is what was his reasoning for not listening to the podcast i was about to mention that we don't have to worry about him feeling bashed on the podcast because he doesn't listen because he listened to one episode for an hour and it messed up his uh fatigue it oh it fatigued him that's right no it messed it messed with his fatigue <laughs> not sure what that means <laughs> but i'm exhausted thinking about it yeah. <laughs> i think i'll have some water Right? Yeah. Yeah. You so know. it made him tired? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it made him tired. Yeah. Okay. What's so funny is uh, I met with another driver up here last night, Baruch, and it was it was just a great one-on-one. And I said, do you know why it's important to listen to the podcast? He's like, absolutely. I'm like, why? Well, safety, to know what's going on with the company, to hear what the leaders think about what's going Like, he just, like... Rattled all this yeah, stuff off. Yeah, I yeah. listened. I listened before I showed up here. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know awesome. I mean? Like, That's... just so you guys understand, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not. In, I know. I I push the follows and I push the comments, and I'm not in it for that. But to hear a guy understand why we actually have the podcast makes you feel good. Oh, feel it's good. great. Yeah. It is great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not just for the dad jokes, is it? No. Yeah, they're pretty I, good though. I love. <laughs> Today was really good. I, I liked them. Yeah, there were some good ones. Yeah, uh, there was one more thing on there about you know he doesn't pay attention to the camera. Oh yeah, yeah, that camera it doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was honestly, guys. I just you guys explained that I was just blown away and taken back. And yeah, I just I don't know. I'm usually not at a loss for words, but I was kind of scratching my head a lot in that meeting, like. What Didn't JR on? say yesterday it was like being in the twilight zone? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is obviously 
you know, someone we need to grab again and, and yeah, already know, go, up. go, go through all of these things and go, here's your, here's our plan. Yeah. You can, you can work with it or you can go elsewhere because you're obviously not going to try to be better, which is what we talk about every day here about being better. Yeah. I mean, we did explain to him, we don't think this job is for you. We don't feel like we're a good fit for you. Yeah. Oh no, I could do 45 if that's what you guys want me to do. Well, yeah, that's what you need to do. Yeah. So, and just got been here ninety days. Just got his overweight permit, right? Like this the, week. No, no, no. That, that, day. that day. That day. <laughs> yeah. Talk to him in the morning. Here's your overweight permit. Do you understand what this means? Yeah. Okay. You understand you need to increase your following distance. Yeah. You understand you need to go slower. Yeah. You understand when you dump. You know you really need to be careful because yep, got the whole thing. Have you ever ran heavy before? Yep. Uh, and then that day, just bombing down the hill. Got my got my heavy permit. Let's go. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, so. rough gig, rough gig. All right, moving on. Uh, I did get a text from Jesus Varela. He says, "Jam, good morning. If it's not too late, can you please remind all drivers on the podcast to please sweep out trailers at the end of their shift and use their crowbar in between the crevice? I've just been hopping into different trucks lately, especially in the weekends." And it seems a lot of drivers are not sweeping out. I know it's really important, especially with salt, to not have any rocks in the ice kicker. And it's important because there is nowhere to really sweep out when you're starting your shift. Thanks. Have a good day. So, yep. Here's another guy engaged, wants things done the right way. Absolutely. Here's the ticket on that one, too. And I am the voice of experience here. A lot of the drivers think I'll do it. You know, if I'm running rock tomorrow, I can leave the rock in there. There's only 20 pebbles, right? Yeah. And then in the morning, if they get sent on sand, I'll sweep it out in the morning. Everybody has heard about developing good habits, and habits take repetition, and you have to work on them for a period of time, right? Well, what you want to do there is develop a good habit because... The first day that it's 20 degrees out and you left a bunch of rock in there and it's frozen and you have to go get a load of grain or a load of salt, you are going to struggle like crazy to get that frozen yeah. rock out of the back. When you of could have cleaned it the day before when it was 50. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree, Dave. So you want to try to develop good habits and those habits are cleaning out at the end of the day to set yourself up for success. Yeah. Yeah. And we're hauling a lot of salt right now. And, you know, I know Jam mentioned on the front side of that. No one at the salt sheds wants a rock in their salt. My biggest concern is salt in any of the plants. Yes. My God, what salt does to concrete, it it it, it just destroys it. Do you it's, know why we're hauling so much salt right now? Because the Farmer's Almanac said we're in for a tough winter this year, you guys. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, I know we're hauling it everywhere. So salt works has a lot. And Them farmers, man, yeah. they know what they're talking about. Yep. <laughs> we got a lot on the ground over there. The bins are full. and Yeah, I love that we're hauling it out to Burlington and Ariba and Seabert. And Seabert, yeah. yeah we, we had those for many years and and uh, didn't do them for a few years there. Right, so. right. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So mm-hmm. We had a driver get pulled over for uh, staying in the left lane too long yesterday. Left lane is for passing only. We've had this come up before, especially on uh, Highway 85, going up north, coming back down from like, you know, Ragsdale and all that. The left lanes for passing. Yeah, you know, and get on out there, get make your pass, and get back over. Exactly. You know? And this was up I 70, right, Jam? From like I 25 to 470. Yep. I'm, I was exactly. just putting two and two together that it was on I 70. Hmm. Don't know another pass that you can 
go from I-25 wow. up to 470. And that's a three-lane highway the whole way. Right. You know, yeah. you don't need to be in that left lane. And and that's just a bad look. I mean, you just you look bad yeah. when you're like that. And we, we talk about Cadillac, and we talk about doing it easy. We talk about doing it right. Because it, it, I mean, no matter how hard you push or how fast you go, <clears throat> you, you didn't get in another load by being in that left lane. No. And, you know. I mean, here we are. We got. We have it happen now and then. I think it's a good thing to come back and talk about, and yep. you know, refresh everybody's mind. Yep. And yep. Yeah, so. if you get a if you get a ticket for improper lane usage, that's instant feedback that you were out there too long. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not to mention seventy five dollar fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing good about that. But. And as a trucker, a professional trucker. We should know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's something good, you know, good for everybody to think about. It, it's back to being courteous, though, too. Yeah. And he, here's somebody else that's Putting just... Putting your cart away? Yeah. But, you know, there, there's... You know, we talk about it in here, and now somebody had to enforce it besides yeah. us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not glad at all that that happened to that driver. No. Right. I'm sure the lesson was learned, right? Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh, somebody did our job for us. Yeah. We, we don't have to tell them anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, sometimes hearing it from somebody else, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you ever try to tell your kid something and it's like, whatever, Dad. <laughs> but then the coach tells him, <laughs> and it's it's law. It happened. Yeah, that's you know? very yeah. true. You know, and this one was truly the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't you wish everything we've shared and talked about, and the knowledge we've gained over the last thirty years. Everyone just had. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, we try. We've had the left lane issue, but we haven't talked about it in... Six months. At least, mm-hmm. right, Jim? You yeah, know, I mean, we had it come up last yeah. year, running yeah. up and down Highway 85. Yeah, and, we had a couple guys get tickets. Yeah. 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 You know, this is a little bit off subject, but I was uh, looking up uh, somebody on Facebook yesterday. Stalker. And on, <laughs> on his feed, he had that state patrol dude... They used to give oh, yeah. the give the uh, YouTube videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, about so the left I stopped and watched it, and oh, it was great. I forgot about that guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's he a, did, he's he, the one that would pull people over for using the left lane and kind of yell at him. He did a great job. Yeah. You know that that kind of goes talking, yeah, about passing also in the left lane. I mean, it, it's like the same conversation. Somewhat, you're stuck in the left lane. You're out in the left lane. Well, if you can't pass the truck either, you shouldn't be out in the left lane, right? Yeah, I, I mean, thought I thought I had that in the outline, but you're talking about we well, were, yesterday. We were talking about loaded passing versus empty passing. Yeah, yeah, Take yeah, and, and, and it is in here. I mean, we're just all talking about the same thing, Jam. Yeah, I mean, let's talk like about we, the whole thing. Yeah, we talked. I mean, we were just talking about salt and squeegee, and that's the fifth one down here. You know, on the on the mm. outlines. You know, I just I just wanted to make sure we didn't we didn't skip over that. You know, because we got to talking about the ticket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Let's talk about loaded passing versus empty passing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, obviously, do you, one of you guys want to speak on it? Because you did a great job yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, we ran into a few issues and hiccups, and I guess I'll say some close calls up the 285 corridor. And we've had a few conversations with a few different drivers traveling that 285 corridor where. Instead of waiting to getting, and this is kind of a little bit confusing, waiting to get to a two-lane passing zone where you're both going the same direction, but the slow traffic goes to the right and you stay in the left and go past, versus 
just a dotted line where it's one lane one direction and one lane the other direction. You just wait for traffic to clear that's coming at you and you roll out on that dotted line, go in the wrong direction and pass that car. And it's just kind of scary. I mean, number one in a loaded truck, I would never do it. You can't get past that vehicle fast enough to compensate for what's coming at you. Because what a lot of people don't realize, say you're in a 50 mile an hour zone or a 60 mile an hour zone, if you're going 50 and the vehicle coming at you is going 50, you're closing that distance at 100 miles an hour. And everybody just thinks, oh, I was only going 50. Yeah, you're going 50 one way. The vehicle coming at you is going 50. That's 100 miles an hour. That's the reason so many accidents happen because people don't, they can't judge that speed, right? It's not as though you're traveling to something that's standing still at 50 miles an hour. They're going 50 coming at you. You're going 50 going at them. And so the few conversations we've had have been an empty truck passing a loaded truck or whatever the case may be. And it just, I, it just scares me to death the the amount of of uh, danger you put yourself in and the innocent people on the road when you choose to do this. And we've had some issues up there, and you know, knock on wood, nothing's happened yet. But we are dependent on the choices you make. You are dependent on the choices you make. And when you get in that big a hurry, just just stop. You have to find a a, a key thing to get you to slow down. And just go, it's going to just take me one more minute if I just stay right here. I might not be going 50 and it's a 50 mile an hour zone. Maybe I'm only doing 40 or 45, but we'll get there. And guess what? You know, we'll get there safely versus the the risk and the danger of going out and around or doing something or passing someone. And it's just scary. So even though it's legal to pass on that dotted line, I strongly urge everyone not to do it. Even if you're empty and that truck you're passing is loaded or whatever the case may be, it is it is just not safe. And like I say, so many accidents happen there because, and you always hear, well, I didn't think that car was going that fast that was coming at me. Because you, you, you are not experienced at a hundred mile an hour uh, analogy, right? You're, you don't realize because you're going 50 and they're going 50 that that's a hundred mile an hour change, deficit. So you're, it, it's just scary. I strongly urge everyone not to do that, even if you're empty, even if you can see as far as you can. And guess what? The majority of that area up there, you can't see far enough ahead. You just can't. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a rough gig. Why put yourself in that endangerment? You know, every week for, the, for, for its podcast day, we read the trucker's prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid something happened because you were in that big a hurry to get a little rock. Or a load of sand. Yeah, if anybody wants, we have uh, video footage of accidents on 285 taken inside of our JFW trucks. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, we've, we've, <clears throat> we've had it happen to us. A car will come flying around, right, in on, on oncoming traffic and have to get over it so they can avoid a head-on collision. Clips the front of our truck. Pit maneuvers themselves. Rolls off the side of the road. And, I mean, these are bad accidents. Goes off in the forest. Man. Goes up, yeah. The one truck had his, the guy's dog was in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Un- yeah it's, unbelievable. It's and you nothing think, pretty. Back to decisions, right, Jam? Yeah. You know, that guy made one decision and that could have ruined his life. Yeah. Could have killed him. Yeah. Could have killed our driver even yeah. worse. Could have killed more than more than a few yeah. people. Killed an yeah. innocent I, person. Yeah, yeah, because I think the car coming yeah. at him moved over, dove just, off in the yep. ditch. Also, yep. right? Yeah, just yeah. in time. Yeah. yeah, it's a dangerous yeah. game we play out there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I can roll that back to uh, that Rick Rigsby line. You know, how you living? Mm. 
Is it worth it? How are you living? I'm not. Right. I'm not. I made a bad decision today. And you know that was Charles's line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe Rick Rigsby stole it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope Charles got it from Rick Rigsby. That would be cool. It really maybe, would. Be. Yeah. That he it really to that would be. Speech. Yeah. Yeah. It would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the same thing too, Dave. And I, I'm thinking about the you know up on 85. We had the one yesterday, but we had that complaint too where we were where there was a passing lane we got out in the passing lane and then couldn't pass the truck yeah, we sat there and we sat there we, we call that a big old drag race yeah big old drag race to nowhere right yeah. loaded yeah. truck versus loaded yeah. truck yeah well, i'm doing 60.5 miles an hour and you're doing 60 so i'm coming around yeah yeah just not so it's it, just, just not worth it yeah there's just a left lane situation lately that just we should avoid that or yep. you know again we need to trust you guys to make the right decision yeah. Well, speaking of 285 and fair play, we got changes of seasons coming up. We talked about the leafers, you know, once once the leaves start changing, which is probably going to happen pretty quick. It has to be starting, Jam. Mm-hmm. It just has yeah. to be, I bet. Yeah, yeah I mean, September that, next week. At yep. that altitude, the leaves are going to be changing up there. People are going to be sightseeing. Next thing you know, it's going to be snowing. You got to be prepared up there. You know, I had a... Um, one-on-one again the other day, and the driver was like, I'm a little bit worried about, you know, driving in deep snow. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, and we'll get you trained up, but if it's dumping, we're probably not going to send you. I said, yeah. but the thing that you need to worry about this is, and I get this from Super Dave, is the chances of you going somewhere, and then it's starting to storm, and you having to come back in it is greater than us sending you out. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. so yeah. fair play is a perfect example. You may head up there in the morning and be great, and coming down, not so much. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was coming through the valley up there. I was actually coming back from Durango, and uh, <laughs> the sky was dark. I mean, it was just so dark, and I was driving into it. So every truck I passed, I was like, hey, how's the weather back there? They're like, oh, it's fine. You know, you, you just, you'll drive right out of it. it you know, nothing. And then as I went, I was driving into it. They were ahead of it. And so they were like, mm, it's fine, you know, and I, I drove into it. And then once I got in it, I had to drive around two jackknife semis on Kenosha. I'm like, where's it stop snowing? Oh, it just stopped snowing, you know, a mile up the road or whatever. And I didn't get out of the snow until I hit C470, like <laughs> Denver, four hours later, because I was driving into it, you know, and you know, yeah, that was a long night. Yeah, you can't, you just can't be prepared. And I mean, I know a lot of us say that old saying, if you don't like the weather around here, wait 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. that's truly it. Or drive over a pass. Yeah. I mean, how many times has one of us went through the tunnels? It's beautiful on this side or it's bad on this side. And you drive out the other side and it just hasn't made it over the pass. Over you know, the you, world. Yeah, you come right down. So, yeah, just just from experience, you guys, you got to be prepared and and. You know, we'll do our best not to send you into any dinner, uh, you know, dangerous situation. Like you said, Jim, you know, likelihood as of as a of us stopping you from going is more than you being caught someplace because it's 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 just that's what it is. You know, the weather. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I use the analogy: we're not hauling food or fuel or mail. We're just it's just a load of gravel. Yeah, right? and yeah. It's not yeah. that yeah. important. Yeah, but there is that that you know. We have to overcome also, you know, you have to, okay, so it's, 
there's this bad spot, Dave. Like you said, I can drive through it. I got two miles. That's the way it is here. It's over the pass. You have to be able to chain up and drive through it, though. Mm-hmm. You can't just quit and go, oh, I'm just going to you know, stay here in fair play. I guess I don't want to give that illusion of you can do it. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, it, we are capable of yeah, doing it. Yeah, we just it. don't go, oh, it's snowing. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's not the... I mean, that goes back, you know, it's been a couple <laughs> of years ago now, but we had like four trucks all stacked up headed to fair play. And they had Chainlaw up on Kenosha. And we were watching it live on the state's website yeah, camera, camera yeah. for CDOT at the shed there. <laughs> yeah, the camera And four the trucks are piled the up there shed. for like an hour or something like that. And Mr. Perfecto, O'Rosario in 0086, <laughs> he wheels up. He's on the other side of the road, stops. He's out of the truck for like 15 minutes. And then pretty soon he's gone. And the other trucks are still parked there at the state shed. And it's like, what's going on? Rosario just pulled up. He's like, oh, chain law's up. He chained up right quick. And he was gone. Mm -hmm. He smoked those guys by like an hour and a half. It was crazy. And it was no big deal. Right. You know what I mean? And all of those people ended up chaining. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They did. But sat there and waited and waited and waited and waited. And it's like, just throw some chains on Mm -hmm. right quick and go. You know, this little short stint here. uh, Yeah. On the opposite of that story, Dave, that night that I was out there and it was dark. I think it was, I didn't get back to the yard until I want to say like 1130 that night because it was a long drive back from Durango. Crazy. But when every truck I talked to, you know, they would say, oh, you're going to drive out of it. It's nothing right. You're not out of it, driver. Keep on going. I got fed up with that bullshit and there was no chain law and I just (laughs) chained. Yeah. And I was like, I'm tired of this, you know, worried about slip sliding and going five miles an hour. And I just threw my chains on and man, it was great. Yeah, yeah, at that trucked. point, yep, it's just I like instant confidence, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I have to emphasize: don't everybody freak out. But when you chain up, what's the maximum speed? It depends on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jam. You're spot on. Twenty to twenty-five tops. <laughs> twenty to twenty-five tops, because you will just throw those chains right off, or just destroy them in one trip. So, yeah. 20 to 25 when you're chaining. It has guys. a lot to do with the road conditions. Yeah. It, a lot of times you could chain and you're on pavement. Oh, but if I would say driving more, on snow, it's so nice. Yeah, I would say more times than not Yeah, we're on yeah. pavement, Dave, oh, because yeah. CDOT is just Panicsville. You know, oh, probably, yeah, yeah. I think five, six years ago, CDOT brought in that person from California that, well, it's probably been longer now. Yeah, probably it's been a while, 10 yeah. Years. yeah, it has. But that, that person... Uh, they invoked just all of these rules and regulations, mm-hmm. man. If you get caught not chained up and you and the signs were up and you ignored them, bucks. exactly fifteen hundred dollar yep. fine. Guess right what, up. you guys? We have chains on the trucks. Yep. You know how to chain up. If you get caught up there, we are not paying that fifteen hundred dollar fine. We've yep. educated you. You know, Jr. and Scooby and Kendrick and Casey. They're all about to put on some chain classes for any of the new guys. Yep. Help everybody out. So we're all again prepared we're giving you the tools i just laughed and this is going to be kind of well back when i was a driver but <laughs> back when i was driving for cormark <clears throat> i was the lucky guy i got to deliver to all the ski resorts sweet from, from here to uh love that job in the summertime tell you right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i throw chains six times in a day sometimes you know and just to even get down to the deli- like Sometimes I would have to throw them on to make the delivery because it was kind of down on a little bit of a hill or something. Yeah. It was like, once you do it a few times, like everyone's kind of intimidated, like, ooh, I don't want to throw chains. Once you throw them a couple times, it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's cold. Your hands are cold. It's wet. 
but you get good at it. Well, you, know? you prepare too. The first time I ever threw chains, <laughs> I didn't have waterproof gloves. I right. didn't have coveralls, and boy, I learned fast. Yep. You know, get get ready to get on the ground and lay in the snow to. Yep. You are a to fast hook study, those though, Dave. Chains up, and boy, I bought some good gloves <laughs> and started bringing my coveralls with me. So right. I I didn't yeah. bother me at that point. Yep. Yeah. Through through Just, talking about all this, you guys, why why are we talking about? That I mean, because we did we say it? I, I don't know if I. We haven't got there. It's next on the list. But what happens on September first, Jim? Yep. Chain law goes into effect. Chain law That's goes Friday, into effect. boys and girls. Yep. 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 And it really shouldn't affect us because we keep chains on the trucks year round. Yep. We don't take them off. But this is a good time. And Ray Ray Ray's tips and tricks are arch, are on chains. Okay. 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 So we're going to get to it. But this is the time. Check your chains out. Do you got broken links? Absolutely. You know, take them out of those hangers. Yeah. Can you even open your hanger? Is it bolted shut and rusted? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, this is a time to to make sure everything's uh-huh. operating the yeah. right way. Yep. I, that's what I was leading up to, Jam. Because why would today or tomorrow or I, I know the chain law goes into effect, you know, on the first there, but why now would you want to check your chains out? Because it's going to be 95 degrees today, <laughs> exactly. and it's a beautiful day to do it. When you're on the side of the road, and it is dumping two inches an hour, and it's 20 degrees, it's no fun to find out exactly. you don't have the right equipment. Yeah, you don't have, you got a link uh-huh. broken, or a chain broken, or uh-huh. don't have the tool. Or Do I need have, some bungees? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh-huh. another good point. Do you have the tool in your glove box? Yep. Yeah. You got the T? Yeah. Ray does cover it all in his tips and tricks. Oh, nice. We'll, yeah. we'll get back into that. Uh, we already mentioned it, but we're going to mention it again because you need to hear it again. The salt squeegee orders are starting, right? That means we need to sweep out better than you have been. I'll just say that, right? We can't contaminate the salt with rocks, but we also, when we're done delivering that salt squeegee, we can't contaminate the material with the salt. I heard one of you, one of you guys say it this morning. Concrete doesn't like salt, so you get you get done hauling that blue salt, the white salt. You need you need to make sure it is all out of your trailer. If you get salt into a concrete mix and those brakes are breaking at a lighter psi than they're supposed to, that could mean a lot of trouble financially for our customer who's going to turn around and be like, "Oh, hey, you know, our engineers and our scientists figured it out." There was salt, salt in this mix. Yeah, we don't put salt in the mixes, but we know you guys haul salt. Right, right. Yeah, and Hands then along down. with that, we we talked about that too, you guys. And I and like you said, Dave, I don't realize how many trailers don't have ladders anymore. But you know, I would say ninety percent do. And I just climbed in a trailer the other day, and you know, <laughs> again back to that saying: back when I was a driver, we didn't have ladders. Back right? in the day, we had a, we it, had a it, jump. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> A running jump. <laughs> it it sucked, and I you know I just climbed in a trailer with a ladder, and I'm like, oh my god, is this nice? Why couldn't we have done this, you know, ten years ago? So so again, we've we've designed a tool because it's truly a design for us because it's just off a grain trailer ladder that that uh, who is it, Dave? Uh, where we got the ladders? Merit. Merit. You know, say hey, we can do this, and they put a couple on, and then Mikey was able to go, hey, let's do it this way, but. Truly, you guys, there's we've but got again, it. Us, us, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We're like, hey, yeah. this sucks. We need to make this better. Yeah, and and we did. So I guess there, we've eliminated some excuses there. Yeah. It really is no big deal to climb in the trailer and sweep some stuff out for the you know for the safety of the customer. 
you know, safety of the public that has to drive on a shitty road that, you know, doesn't get repaired that often anywhere anyway and all that stuff. So it's just, there's just very minimal excuses. Supply the shovel, supply the broom, supply the ladder, just please clean it out. And I, I just want to tell a quick story about that guy. You know, we've all driven past an accident scene, you know, where a person rear-ended another person because they were following too close or whatever. And you look at him and you're like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, or you you show up at the gravel pit and it happens. I mean, it's happened to us, right, where you have the the beaten path where you're supposed to drive. And then all of a sudden somebody's off in the Thule's and you're like, he's stuck waiting for the loader to get out there and pull him out. And you're like, I don't want to be that guy, right? I mean... You can look at it driving around in your four-wheeler on weekends, you know, and see somebody that had an accident or, you know, I'm making it up at a gas station. They hit a pole next to something or something like that. And you're like, oh, I'm glad I'm not that guy. Well, guess what? If you don't clean out your trailer and you left salt in it, all of those loads are by the ticket. We're going to be able to boil it right back to you and track it down. So all I can say is don't be that guy. You know, we've, we've all seen it. We can all learn from other people's mistakes. We're all discussing it. We're all talking about it. Don't be that guy. That's all I can say. Don't be that guy. Could you imagine? It makes me laugh, Dave, that when you put your shopping cart away, your name gets printed on the shopping cart with your license plate number that <laughs> you're the guy, you're the last guy that used the shopping cart right? and you just didn't put it up. Yeah. yeah. You're that guy. You're that guy. Yeah. Well, the cart narc comes and throws that magnet. <laughs> he throws a lazy bones magnet on your cart. <laughs> right. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, look up or YouTube cart narcs. And there's this guy that's uh, the shopping cart police. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. <laughs> and he does it. I mean, it's to the point, but it's funny, right, Jim? Yeah, he's, he doesn't. He's like geeky. Y- yeah. Like, he yeah. makes a siren sound, but. <laughs> He has magnets that say lazy bones on them. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. Right? It's offensive, but it's not offensive. Yeah. I mean, he ain't wrong. <laughs> no, it's yeah. the truth. Don't yeah. be that guy. Don't yep. be that guy. Uh, speaking of Linda yesterday, she wanted to get a message out to the new drivers. Ask dispatch a lot of questions. If it doesn't make sense or you don't understand it or your gut's telling you, ah, I don't know about this, call and ask. Nobody's going to be upset. We are here to support you. You could call your trainer, you could call dispatch, myself, any of the men in this room, the safety team, ask questions. It's easier to ask a question and verify that you were right than to dump in the wrong spot or pick up with the wrong material or or just just ask. It's just easier. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it, you know, I just, you know, you saying that, Jam, it makes me think of of like the shout out we got from Charles. So yes. there, there's somebody that's a brand new guy, his experience so far, we've read it on the podcast here, we've told you about it, because we want to f- have a new guy feel comfortable about being able to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, plus, you know, hey, listen to the podcast, because just like you said, if you're uncomfortable, Jam, just stop. Yep. Just stop and call somebody. You know, I, we've heard story after story about how many of the trainers get recalled in the situation. That is amazing. That's so good because they just stopped and called their trainers. You know, call one of us. Like Linda said, call dispatch. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, not that it wouldn't ever happen because you're busy and you might be frustrated and you might get a a short answer. But the thing is, is we're here to help you. Driver support, right? We Mm -hmm. talk about it all the time. Absolutely. Speaking of dispatch, there's a new word being said in the dispatch office, and that is Toro. 
What is Toro? They get a new lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> what Electric. is it? And what are we trying to do, Jim? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think there's 20 guys trying it right now and running it, um, actually, and being dispatched out of it. And I know you guys are. It's a, <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. Not not Toro, but the different applications and the different things we're running. And you know, we're doing the, the one for Brandon. We're in Axon. We're taking pictures. You know, we've tried to eliminate paperwork. Now we got some guys running Toro and doing all this stuff. We're just tru- truly trying. It's like buying the Western Star out here and with the Cummins and a different transmissions. We're just trying to come up with the best program that's the easiest in the long run for us to do paperwork, easiest for you, the, um, the most accurate, all that kind of stuff. And the only way to figure out how these, a- how these apps work, and I'm going to call this an app, is by running them. We can't just go, oh, poof, they work. Here, you guys use it. We're asking you guys to, to, to try them and use them. And, and I get it. You know, it might take you five more minutes at the end of the day. But the thing about Toro is they're customizing this dispatch application for us. They're back up in the back office for their accounts payable, accounts receivable, any kind of accounting is QuickBooks, which has just been the steadfast accounting, you know, application for years right it, it's it's this it's the stuff and, and i keep saying an app and you know a lot of guys concern is like axon is an app um you know uh XB. what's xb thanks jam is an app there's an app for this there's an app for that toro is not an app it doesn't use the same information or the same amount of data or anything on that on your phone it's actually and i'm not i'm not i should have asked for the proper words to describe it it's more of a link you're going there and working cloud-based cloud-based yeah it's not it's a text it's not an app that you're running on your phone you don't download it you go right to the i guess the url if i'm if i'm saying that right that would be a web it's web based web based yeah that's what you're going to huh. and it's not an app and we're looking at that going okay that's safer more efficient it's not using the data on your phone i know there's a text involved so mm. there's there's still data I'm, you know like i said that's not yeah. a good description but text anyway res- text message rates may apply y- yeah that right. thing i don't who doesn't have unlimited texting exactly yeah you're exactly i, I can only do 12 a month <laughs> I'm sorry why. jam i know why because <laughs> you did 400 the month before <laughs> no because it's not an iphone yeah. that's where oh. he was going come on man <laughs> uh, yeah you're still downloading <laughs> right so yeah anyway that was uh, we wanted to throw that out with everybody that that toro is just something we need to try and hopefully it is it is what we go to and we we eliminate axon and it is just a better system you guys and you know apologize for having to test it but that's the only way to find out and jim you said it i mean what what's amazing is this isn't something that we're trying to see if we like it. This is something we're trying to make it work. We're going to keep trying it until it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to throw it out for Toro, I mean, Ann and, and Linda have done a meeting with them weekly. They give them a whole list of problems. Right. By the next week, it's fixed. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm just going to ask online because we're so transparent. My understanding was they're not charging us until it's usable. You, you, you are exactly right. They are yeah. developing this program. Yeah, that is yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, it, you know, it is a it is a partnership because sure. they've never worked with somebody right. our size with the, that many gravel tickets. 
they'll be able to go out to another gravel company and be like, JFW is using this. Absolutely. We've perfected it. Boom. Check it out. And that gravel company may be like, well, we need to tweak this or change this. Yeah. If if they don't want it to be perfect the way it's going to be for us. (laughs) Sure. But again, like you're saying, the basis is there, you know. And then you can go to a smaller guy and go, oh, look all this. Look the the power that this has, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they try I think, and fit us in a box all the time with the one size oh, shoe fits yes, all, and, and it doesn't. We matter. are <laughs> we are uh, the most different trucking a wet company bag compared to a perfect box, right? I mean, like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So yeah, so hang in there, you guys, and we're not. You know, again, I know, I know when you're driving your truck and you're thinking about this, and then you have to do your tickets at the end of the day, you're like, what the hell are these guys doing to us? But wait a minute, I checked my axon. I turned those tickets in in XBE. Now I'm doing Toro, and I'm not sure where I'm supposed to be. Oh, my God. How confusing. Yeah, and I, I forgot to mention our lovely Paycom. Yeah. You know, and I didn't even. Oh. And, and that that eliminates Paycom. Yeah, so if you are not a fan of Paycom, just keep loving Toro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Toro is the way we get away from Paycom, and, man, it'll be a celebration. Yeah, yeah, there'll be, there'll just be, there'll be Toro. And QuickBooks, and they'll they'll interact with each other. That's where you'll do your time cards, all that kind of stuff. That's the hope. You know, XBE is something that that you know is a Brandon thing. We're doing that for the customer. That's not going to go away. You know, but as far as streamlining our stuff, this is this is the step to make us better. Mm. Yep, got it. Very cool, Super Dave. This next one, I believe, is yours. Got a call from Armando. Yeah, so we've run into this before. Um, we do have people that wear shorts and shorts aren't even included in this statement, but you got to remember we're going into manufacturing plants, job sites, uh, quarries and pits, and you, you can't be wearing shorts either. But Armando, he got in a little hot water down to Castle Rock, um, Castle Rock ready mix for getting out of his truck. And he thought he was doing a good job. He put his hard hat on safety vest, um, he wears steel-toed shoes every single day. That's awesome. But a uh, couple of dudes in their shiny PPE <laughs> came up to him, and they were, as Armando politely said, they were really quite rude to him. And um, they said, hey, uh, you know, you don't have the proper PPE. You don't have safety glasses. You don't, you're not wearing gloves. And Armando was just putting his ticket in the mailbox and, you know, going to – dump his load and get the heck yeah. out of there yeah and he had to step five feet away from the truck yeah and uh anyway in the box yep um they said down there um it's company policy you have to have safety glasses hard hat safety vest steel toed shoes and gloves on and uh we do suspect these guys were from corporate you know aggregate industry corporate they were you know in their shiny ppe it only gets worn for 10 minutes when they're out of the truck at a certain plant when they're visiting but they were safety guys but everybody please be aware you have to have the proper ppe on uh, a pair of sunglasses I, I was telling armando he doesn't even wear sunglasses he never wears sunglasses while he's driving ah, but um that's a tough one yeah um i'm sure if you just had your sunglasses on throw your work gloves on if you you know you see some guys walking around out there and shiny clean hard hats uh, and safety vests but you got to be aware we are at these job sites and they have very specific rules i remember we were on a uh, a hazmat job years ago we were cleaning up an old uh, gas station 
um, that they were pulling the tanks out of the ground and we were hauling the contaminated dirt away. And they even required us to have long sleeve shirts on. So we I all forgot about that. And it was the yeah. middle of summer. It was like 95 degrees. So we all cut up a couple of old shirts and we just pulled the sleeves up <laughs> on our arms when we got out of the truck. But too. we had to do it, you know, and, yeah. and we had to wear gloves and the whole nine yards. But please, you guys, you know, I know it's hot. I know it's summertime, but you're not supposed to be wearing shorts out of the truck. You got to put those safety vests on. I know that they are hot and the hard hats are also hot. But yeah. um, let's try to be professional and play by the customer's rules. Yeah, I mean, shorts are a no-brainer. We do that out of, you know, courtesy for you. There isn't a pit or a plant. There isn't a place to pick up or drop off that we haul to that you're allowed to have shorts on. There isn't one job site we go to, one pit. You know what I mean as far as the shorts going. I guess what I say is look the part, which I believe Armando was. He's done what we asked him to do. He put mm-hmm. on his hard hat, put on his vest. He sure you know, did. Kudos to him. He had steel toe shoes you know, I mean, I, I've never worn steel toe shoes. I tried a pair 20 years ago, could barely walk in them. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is ridiculous to drive a truck. And anyway, you know, I, I, I get, okay, put on the safety glasses. I would really struggle with the gloves. I put on my gloves when you're moving equipment, when you have to mm-hmm. change something down, when you're working on something. To get out of the truck and put on gloves to grab my paperwork, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I know. all right, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not making excuses. They've asked us to do this. We need to try and do it, right? And he I handled mean, it really well. Yeah, he said he yeah was, thanks, Armando. He, yes, sir, and we'll do, and uh, Good. You know, won't let Good. it happen again. And he, he stayed on the high road. Good for him. Yep. Might be his military background. I bet there Absolutely. might be some... Officers come up to him and said something about something one day. <laughs> yes, sir. Sure, I bet. Yeah, that's yep. good. Yeah, the gloves. I would have been like, you want me to wear gloves to turn in a ticket? That's what I was just <laughs> going to say. Hey, you put your greasy gloves on to turn in the paper. Yeah, to get yeah. my yeah. ticket dirty. Yeah. I bet but the I, office really loves that. Hold but on. I, but I get it. Somebody was asking, right? Yeah, somebody was asking. And, Let and, me grab my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's something. I, I Man, I feel like I'm telling everybody but, not to do that, and I'm not. But I... Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder, those two guys, have they ever driven a truck? Have they ever brought the tickets in? Have right. they ever done the paperwork? Is it really dangerous to turn your tickets in without gloves? Yeah, I mean, yeah, is that, that whole... is that paper cut protection? Is that what that's mm-hmm. called? You know, And, and I, I mean, they've asked us to do it. Let's do our best to abide by that and, right. and move on. I mean, I think the odds of those guys being down there again are slim to none. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We've had problems in the years past where the actual... You know, the person in charge of that plant or a batch man or even loader operators called like, hey, your guy's out of the truck without a hard hat on, right. without a vest on. That's a problem, that right? Is a problem. That is a problem. I mean, yeah. this one, I think we kind of need to sweep it under the rug and we just do the best we can and move mm-hmm. forward. You know, if it becomes an issue continually, you know, maybe Jim and I need to have a conversation with someone there at, I know who. at AI, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and go from there because it, it, it seems a bit overkill, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring up, though, a little tease for Jack here because I know Jack's gotten out of the truck and he has fuel gloves, oh. like tire bumping gloves, oh, driving, driving gloves. Driving gloves. Yeah. I bet he's got paperwork gloves. <laughs> so, Jack, if you're a listen, man, a little bit of shout outs. Let me, let me see your paperwork gloves. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, let's see. This is from Man. We got one month left to submit your photos for next year's 2024. JFW calendar. Wow. The deadline is Saturday, September 30th. Man, that's in a couple of days. It's time to check out. Oh, no. <laughs> that's in, a, in about 30 days. 
It's time to check out the light and add creativity to your photos of your beautiful and shiny trucks from many destinations. Nice. Don't forget, if you get chosen to be featured on a month, you could win $100. Send the pictures to Ann's email, Ann at jfwtrucking.com. And that's spelled A-N-N at jfwtrucking.com. I, I was just going to make the announcement, and I oh man, I can't remember who. Either Chili Dog came by the office the other day, or it was George. And they made the statement that nobody else needs to turn in their pictures because they're going to get all 12 oh, months. That sounds like a Chili Dog. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah, you know, I know you're making the announcement, but I think Chili Dog or George has already won all 12 months. So, mm. you know, a little challenge out there for the guys that... That covers a little more Quan than 100 bucks too, isn't it? Well... well the cover, I think, is two. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 So you're vying for that cover. You want that cover shot, uh, man. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. can so, you, like, Photoshop a swimsuit model in there? <laughs> <laughs> Why Photoshop one, Dave, when you just put one in? <laughs> I know lots of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll call my, you know, down the, down the street, my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, this could go south so fast. Yeah. So, I am it, biting my tongue. As, as long as she <laughs> can drive the truck, Dave. Do we need to bring in some AR-15s? And <laughs> really get this thing going? Uh, uh, flag. Flag. Bikini girls holding guns in front of the trucks. Yeah, that's America, right? There. Damn right, America, <laughs> America. <laughs> <laughs> that's the land of the free, home of the brave. Wow, I bet somebody could get pretty creative if we gave them. Oh yeah, full creative okay. license. People are making plans right now. Oh yeah, I know it. I know it. I, I can like see it. So Jr. has already got a meme. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is that the end of discussions? That is according to the outline. You don't, don't have, have anything f- else to add in there, except what you want to add. Okay, thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> the spotlight here. <laughs> appreciate you letting me know ahead of time. <laughs> guys, got anything for the podcast? Nope. <laughs> So he sent so it in funny. a text. He just thought <laughs> of it. downloading. Like, <laughs> yeah, 95 weeks ago, like, we were sending an outline a week in advance. Right. Like, does anybody have anything? We'd all like, oh, put this in there. Oh, you know, a couple days go by. Oh, we found it, you know, all that. And, no, it was Tuesday yeah. nights. Right. I, I mean, it, now you just or print mornings. it Wednesday yeah, morning. Wednesday and like, morning. Wednesday <laughs> morning. <laughs> yep. And that's nothing against you, Jam. We're all busy. None of it. I mean, we all know the podcast is yeah. today, but we're not helping you prepare for it. Yeah, to me, it's just uh, when I don't feel as complete on a Tuesday night, which is the last few weeks, <laughs> let's just wait to feel like it's not complete in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we have? Our insurance guys come in the 24th like still four weeks. It's kind of the end, yeah. end, end of, of September. September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. According yeah. to my that- calendar, three dates. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be a great guy, though. He's a, he's a good He'll guy. Good. Yeah. He'll be good. Yeah. 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 I haven't yeah. stalked him yet. I'll start doing my research. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to find out a little about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's a. I think you'll like him. He seems like a weights and gun kind of dude. Definitely you know some I mean? weights. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. So, no, I just wanted to step out there. Uh, I should have done it in shout outs, and I, I kind of wasn't thinking because I, I kind of wrote it in discussion. Because to me, it's more of a, what I'm leading up to will be more of a discussion rather than shout outs. But I'll start with a shout out to Rich Trujillo. I don't know whether everybody knows this, but uh, I can't even say make a long story short because this is just going to be a long story. I can't shorten it up at all, right? But I was approached about 10 days ago that, hey, Commerce City is having their electoral race for city council. 
And when you run for a city council seat, you have to run in your ward, right? So Commerce City is a pretty darn big city. I don't know what the population is, but it's broken out into four wards or four districts. I don't know the difference between a district and a ward, but they call them wards here in, in uh, Commerce City. And basically they were, when I say they, these uh, political groups were looking for someone, you know, if anyone knew of anyone that lived in this specific Ward 3 in Commerce City. And, you know, geez, we work here every day. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we live in Commerce City way more than where I live at home. You know, I'm here 14 hours a day versus at home. I'm there less, right? I'm here at work more than I am at home. And uh, anyway... Being political, I mean, and, and having to have gotten involved the last couple of years, I'm sure everybody's like, turn the volume down or, or fast forward in this when they hear Brother Dave go to talking about politics. But I knew one person that lived in that ward, and it was Rich Trujillo. And I shot him a text. I said, hey, Rich, stop by my office tonight. Uh, I got something I'm going to throw at you, and it's, it's not work-related, but I'm going to blow you away. And, of course, Rich replies a while later and when it was safe for him to read his text he's awesome about that it wasn't just instant as he was going down the road and uh so he comes by the office and i could tell he was anxious because he even texted me he's like hey i'm like fourth in line at the fuel island i'm gonna be a little bit you know i'll be right in i'm like ah, it's, it's no big deal man i'll be here you know so rich comes in and i explained to him that hey there's a seat open for city council in ward three in commerce city and we need good people to run for those seats and that's where you live <laughs> and you live in the center of Ward 3, my friend. And I think where you know I was able to have a conversation with him is the only other person running for that seat is basically not someone that any of us at this table or I would hope at this company would want in that seat. And what I mean by that is she has a personal belief and goal that uh, Suncor is bad. Suncor has been bad since they started here in 1944, that their death, uh, that they've ruined Sand Creek, that they've ruined Commerce City, they do no good, and her personal mission and goal is to close Suncor. And she has many other beliefs that, you know, I, I just don't think they align with any of ours here in this industry. And for a person that lives in Commerce City, and you know, personally, Jim and I have been a part of Commerce City since 1977. So I mean, we're we're pushing, you know, 50 years here. We've got 45 years under our belt at this location alone. And uh, when Dad looked at coming to this location from unincorporated Adams County, Commerce City wanted us. They wanted our business. They were like. We love trucking companies. We need someone like you. We need good companies. You know, we want you to employ people. And, you know, here we are running our tax base out of this location for over 150 people. And we're here because Suncor is here. We're here because it is available. And if you sit, step back and think, what would we do if Suncor were closed? That is the only, it is the only refinery in the state of Colorado. It's hard enough to get fuel from them. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Jim. And close them. What What do we think is going to cost more, groceries or gas? Mm. I mean, you won't be able to fill up your car. Essentially it, both, Dave, because yeah, the it, trucks bring the groceries. Yeah. Wow. And without being able to, what they're, what, I mean, fuel here would go well over five bucks. I mean, it would be five to six bucks probably, if not maybe more, which will increase your grocery prices. And when you ask this woman this, she doesn't care. Right. She does not care. She is convinced 
just you know that they've got problems and they've got illegal spilling and illegal dumping and when you go back and you look at some of the illegal activities they've had it's really deceiving and the reason i say that is when you go back and you look oh the state fined them for i'm making it up you guys i'm i'm totally just winging this off the cuff this isn't a fact but they had x amount of carbon go out of their exhaust stack and it was equivalent to a car idling for five minutes. But when you look, were they fined for that? Was that illegal? Yes. You guys, it's no different than if we were in an accident and we're in a court of law and that attorney that's judging JFW looks at JFW's records and say, this is a bad company. They were fined for tint on their windows and they are doing illegal activities. Look at how illegal this company is. Oh, they had a truck at a port that got shut down for an air leak because it had a cracked rubber line. We all know this isn't a major deal. But if you don't know, the general public doesn't know. They just go, oh my gosh, JFW is a bad company. Look, look, what, look what they've been fined for. Look what's on their records. Well, that's the same thing this woman says about Suncor. These infractions are extremely minor. So make a long story short, I go, Rich, this woman's crazy. We need a sane person to run against her. Are you interested? And, you know, I give kudos to, to Rich because he, he never said those two little letters no. Not one time did he say no. But he kept saying. He said some four-letter words. <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying, I got a buddy that would be interested in that, Dave. I'm probably not early interested, you know, but I got a buddy would do that, you know. And anyway, you know, a couple more days goes by and I'm like, Rich, we kind of need an answer. Is your buddy interested? And this is where I get to know, no, he can't do it or he's not in the district or whatever. And I don't remember. I says, listen, Rich, I just want you to talk to Senator Scott, Senator Ray Scott, my buddy. Just, <laughs> just hear him out. You know, and you guys have all been around Ray. He's just a good dude, right? He he wants what's best for us, what's best for the country, the state, the city, Commerce City. He wants just what feels right. That guy he's, sold me an American flag. <laughs> he's not trying to close Suncor. And uh, anyway, again, uh, he talks Rich into it. And Rich is like, hey, I, I just got to, you know, get with my wife, Joni. Be sure everything's good, you know, because he goes, she's my partner. I can't do this without her. And I thought that was so cool when Rich said that, right? And so on like Thursday afternoon, Rich goes, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm like, all right, let me find out what we need to do. Well, he was off. Uh, was he off Friday, you guys? Yeah, he was Yeah, camping. he was off camping, camping for a camping trip that he had planned. For, from, for Joni's from, birthday. Sorry, Dave, that we yep. just shout, gave her a shout yep, out. Yep, so. for Joni's birthday, absolutely. Yep. And uh, he says, uh, yeah, I'm in. What do we need to do? Well, I get a hold of the campaign strategists, and they're like, all right, well, first thing you got to do is get to City Hall in Commerce City and pick up the packet. You guys, I walk in, and I pick up this packet, and the city, I'll say counselor, the city program manager, whatever, city manager, whatever it is, he starts giving me the rules and the regulations for these packets and the signatures. And I kid you not, I glaze over. I'm like, I am confused. I have no idea what's going on, what needs to be done. I was overwhelmed and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, well, this campaign group, they're going to help us through this. I'm like, they got this, you know, and I go out to the car. I don't even leave. First thing I do is call the campaign strategy company and I'm like, hey, I got the packet for Rich. And they're like, great, you know, get started on getting signatures. And we're like, okay, well, you know, Rich is out of town until Monday morning. <laughs> and they're like, well, when does the packet need turned in? 
five o'clock Monday night. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, great. We got plenty of time. We only need 25 signatures. We got all day to get the signatures. And the one thing, the one thing I took away from when I walked out of the meeting with that guy after 15 minutes of being glazed over hearing, you can do this, you can't do that, you can do this, you can't do that is do not turn that packet in at 4.59 Monday night. I do not want you to, the cutoff time is five o'clock. Do not turn that packet in. Do not be here at 4.59 at night. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yes, sir. I'll do that. That was the one thing I heard, right? <laughs> so Meaning to turn it in sooner. Right? Yes. Not, don't wait till the last yes, minute. Yes, yes. Because if you showed up at 5.01. Deadline is 5 p.m., yeah. Dave. Don't be here at 4.59. Yeah. Right? I get um, it, man. That's a government. You can't even go to DMV without <laughs> right? having your ducks in a row. Right. Exactly. I mean, at DMV, right, if they close at 6 o'clock, at, at 5.45, they're closing the doors. Yeah. They, they're counting people in that line going, okay, we have 15 minutes to get these people out the door because I'm leaving at 6.01, you know. So anyway, so... I get a hold of Rich Monday morning. You know, him and Joni show up. We have a quick meeting. He goes, what do I need to do? And I'm like, dude, you need 25 signatures. They have to be in your reward. Here's the map. And they're like, what else? And I'm like, well, let's go through the packet when we're done. We got to get on these signatures, you know? So they contact people. They're out there hustling up signatures. And man, by like, I want to tell you guys by like one o'clock, they've got over 25 signatures. Well, then we turn the signatures into the campaign strategist, and they're like, well, wait a minute. All the signatures on this one street aren't in your ward. Those, those don't even count. You need to go back. We're only at 15. you got to go back in. And you, if you have to have 25, you don't want to just turn in 25. You want to turn in 30 just in case this person's a convicted felon or this person isn't registered to vote or this person that. you know. So all of this stuff goes on, you guys. And anyway, I just keep looking at my clock going, we can't be there at 459. We can't be there at 459. You know? and so Rich would, get, I, I'm, I'm, Rich would get like five more signatures turn them in and the guy'd be like three of those aren't good you got to go get four more you know and i mean i just keep looking at my clock and it's three o'clock and it's four o'clock and i mean we're down to the point like we got to go we just have to go you know and we verify we have 25 solid signatures and rich and jonia the other end of commerce city and jim and i are here and i'm like this has to be turned in electronically so jim and i at you know 4 15 we get the laptop out because we're gonna we're gonna con converge over there right we're going to meet them they're going to meet us we're going to file this electronically we're going to walk in and turn in the paperwork and man the clock is ticking we pull out the packets and we had to fill this out and fill that out and we had to get it notarized and i mean oh my gosh you guys we we just had all of this pressure on us and you were literally watching the clock tick down and i felt like it was an episode of amazing race right like you had to be at that finish line at this time otherwise you weren't going to go to the next day right and Joni and Rich, we get everything filled out, and Joni and Rich literally run. They run into the city auditor's office or city manager's office, whoever, whosever office it is. And the guy goes, oh, you're here to turn in the packet? You know, and I, I didn't run in, man. I walked as fast as I could, but I'm not a runner, buddy. So I get up there. They're like, oh, yeah, here it is. And the guy starts going through it, and he sees me and recognizes me, right? But he doesn't know Rich and Joni. And uh, he immediately goes to the back page, and he's like, oh, you didn't complete this page. This packet's no good. And I look at my watch, and it's five. And I'm like, golly. So then he goes to the other packet. There are two identical packets. And he goes, this page isn't notarized, signed, or notarized either. I can't accept them. And I'm like, dude, the notary's in the car. I'll run right out. We'll have them notarized, and I'll bring it right back in, and we're good to go. He goes, it's after five. I told you. And I'm like, 
Oh my God. So we go outside and we're just defeated. How do you even digest that? Oh, Jam, I'm telling you, the anxiety I had all day going through this process, and, and Rich and Joni were the ones doing the work. Yeah, what a roller coaster ride for them, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, 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 they were the they have everything on them, right? Like I'm yeah. I'm not doing nothing other than looking at my clock going, we gotta hurry. We gotta yeah. hurry. You know what I mean? And and first time we've ever done anything about like this. First time ever, right? You know, I mean, you, you, got, you got basically a truck driver and a truck owner. Right. We're trying to figure out how to get somebody elected to an elected position, to an elected seat, right? So we go out there and the, the, the campaign company, they're reaching out like, well, how did it all go? And I said, we didn't make it. It's 501. They wouldn't take our packet. You know, and then I explain, and both of those last pages had like this static electric charge. So when you lifted up the second to last page, the last page just automatically came up with it. Mm. It was almost like set up to fail. You know what I mean? And uh, so we're sitting out there on the curb and she's like, the, the campaign strategist, she calls and she says, hey, we just heard such and such that you're running against this crazy lady that wants to close Suncor." And I don't want to mention any names because I I, even though this is our podcast, I don't want to be held liable. That she didn't get enough names, and they're going to give her what's called a cure, which is just another time to get five more signatures and get it turned in. So we run back, we complete the last pages, we we uh, you know notarize them. We run in and we said, "Hey, we heard this other person didn't get enough signatures. That you're going to give her a cure. Here's our completed packets. We told you." You know, here you go. And the guy's like, I can't take these. And she had enough signatures. Sorry. And that was that. So we learned a lot. We learned you can't start a race the day you need to get everything turned in. <laughs> and I guess I just really want to give kudos to Rich and Joni. I mean, they fought a hard fight. And, uh, you know, they were the people in the arena. We talk about that, that, that we support somebody that's in the arena. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe you didn't get this seat, Rich, because there's something bigger or meant to be more about it. And I do need to talk to you, Rich, because the campaign company has already reached out. And whether everybody knows this or not, they can do a name right in on the ballot. Mm. And what he wants to do is publicly have Rich announce that, hey, I was running for, for the Commerce City City Council position, and I screwed up, and I... I didn't get this last page notarized, so I ran out of time. But I would have everything turned in at 5.02 instead of 5 o'clock. And I'm falling on the sword, and I'm begging for mercy. And they want to run that campaign and try and get everybody to just write his name in. Mm. And he could still win this race. Wow. And, Rich, I'm, I'm sorry you're having to hear it on the podcast like this, but <laughs> that's the fact, brother. I didn't want to call you. I'm trying to give you some room, but that's what they would like to do. And I got faith in you. Uh, they gave me some information. We need to do a three-way call with this company, but that district or that ward is so small. Only 2,300 people voted for this seat last year or the, the last election. Mm -hmm. There were three people running for it. The person that won only got 800 votes. Mm. And I just, when Rich speaks, he's got a lot to say. Mm. He's a good and talker. It's, it, it's, it's powerful, yeah. you know, and he's like, he's passionate. I want to know where my tax money's going. Why does Commerce City have the highest taxes in the state and we have some of the worst school ratings there are? Mm. You know, and why are our roads junk? And why, you know, he has all these questions. And I think an honest person like Rich running for a seat like that could win so many things because this other person, she's just running on let's close Suncor. It's bad for us. Right. Not knowing, 
You know, where's she going to get her makeup? Where's she going to get her tires for her car? Where's she going to get the plastic made for her vehicles? You you keep closing, you know, uh, places like Suncor, and what happens? So I, when when we talk about the the vote, we have to get out and vote. I mean, we we have to vote and vote for good people. There that, and we need to support our our industry in the process. So anyway, Rich Joni, great job. If you're interested in still campaigning, they said for very little effort on your end, we could make this happen still. So I'm all for it. I'm not. A, I don't like to quit. Vote for I, Pedro. I, I might not win, but I don't like to quit. Right. So anyway, that's all I got. That'd be interesting. Yep. I'm out. Anything else for the discussion, guys? All right. Moving on to questions from the audience. Big Country Steve Jackson wants to know, What's everyone's most memorable load that sticks out in your mind that you always remember? Well, I could tell you the most anticlimactic load I've ever had, and that was going to uh, Snowmass. You know, you drive, you pick up your, your load, and you drive for four hours, and it's, <laughs> it's so great, and you get there, and two minutes later, you're done. You got to go home. <laughs> Soup. Well, mine was uh, back in 1995. Uh, I was in Big Red and uh, was loading some structural fill going up to a train wreck in Coal Creek Canyon. Um, there was a train that derailed and they were doing, um, you know, reconstructive uh, dirt work and stuff around the railroad tracks and picking up, picking up the, the crash train and everything. And so I was supposed to go up there with like four loads that day out of TXI, but uh, Arcosa, essentially, sure, nowadays. Sure. But then we got this cold front rolling in, one of these classic Colorado cold fronts that comes in and drops the temperature 40 degrees, and it started snowing. And, of course, the snow turned to ice on the road, you know, and I was going up there, and we didn't have chains back then because we didn't run <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> and it wasn't the law. <laughs> no. And uh, so I got going up the canyon and uh, couldn't go any farther. And there was also no cell phones back then either because there it was before a cell phone. So I couldn't call. Uh, my company radio didn't work because it was just uh, a line of sight type radio. It wasn't cell towers. And I was stuck three-quarters of the way up Cole Creek Canyon in the snowstorm, and I couldn't go up the hill any farther. I had spun out. And so I got out, and I was thinking, well, what am I going to do? And I walked down, and about 100 yards down the hill, there was a side road. And I thought, I'm going to have to back into that side. I'm going to have to back down this hill and get into the side road. And it was a, a easy a 6% grade. I mean, I had one shot at it. Right. And... uh I made it. I got back <laughs> down. I got into the side road. I was able to go back down the hill. And, and I, on the way down, it took me like two more hours just to get back down to Highway 93. Oh. And there was, God, five or six cars in the ditch in the river. They had slid oh. off the icy road. It was so so icy. And I got back down to uh, TXI. And guess what? This clay structural fill was completely frozen in my trailer oh and uh george the loader operator at the time 
did such a good job. He stuck his bucket in and he loosened it up and I got it out. And then he helped me shovel the rest of it out. Good old George, man. He was a rock star, yep. wasn't he? And uh, I actually had an appointment to do a walkthrough on my new house that afternoon. Dave, I remember that and day. Evelyn said, I called her from the phone at the office there. And she said, well, just take the truck home. Yeah. Just go I home. Totally I, remember I that. left it at the house and my... <laughs> And did did my walk through and ended up you know getting the house. That was a snowy, crappy day here. I can't imagine Coal a, Creek. I remember that. Brutal, yeah, yeah. Only because of your walk through. That's the only reason I remember that day. <laughs> totally remember that. Yep, that's yep. so funny. Yeah, I gosh, there are so many memorable stories that I can go through with stuff I've done, loads I've hauled, just crazy shit. Probably. For me, one of the most memorable or most accomplished maybe was, uh, I can't remember the name of that development up in Vail, Dave, but we would haul all the uh, riprap. Cordillera? Cordillera. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was yep. it. Hauled on that one too. That was it, yeah. So we'd haul riprap out of fries up to a, a mm -hmm. subdivision in Cordillera, and uh, it was just south of the roundabout there in, uh, got what? what was that the middle of Vale? I mean, I can uh, drive there, but I can't think you, what exit it is. Oh, God, you got off <clears throat> before Wolcott, um, but it was after the West Vale exit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, anyway, so... Edwards. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got off yeah. the Edwards exit and went yeah. down the front of the road. Yep. And this, I mean, they're building, you know, multi, multi-million dollar homes up there. And these people, because it's all on the side of a mountain, you know, they're doing all these rock walls and... They just had crews upon crews working everywhere, and it was just never-ending. We hauled up there for years, years and years, and uh, uh, I was put on that to deliver load up there. You get there, and you find the little job foreman, and he hops in his little golf cart, and he goes up, and he's like, okay, just put it right there. And I'm like, I can't put it right there. And he's like, the last guy put it right there. If you can't, I'll find someone else. I'm like, okay. And he takes me back to the truck and drops me off and leaves. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is this is a goat path up here, you know, and I wind up giving it a shot. I get backed up there and you turn in the driveway and you know, you're on the side of a hill. The trailer is up over at an angle. I don't want to say you're jackknifed, but you're far from being straight. You know, to look out the back window, everything's all unlevel, right? We have these rock trailers that are barn doors. They're not high lift gates and I'm like that no one can dump here. Shit, I wouldn't dump a tandem here. You know what I mean? Because the, the trailer was so unlevel. And I'm like, I got to get this thing off. I can't just take it back to fries, you know? And this guy's going to be all pissed off. And I looked around and I found a bunch of lumber and I built this little two by four deck for, for the passenger side of the trailer. And I was able to back up on it, but there wasn't enough lumber there that I knew I could pull forward. So that riprap, it doesn't come out, you know that, Dave, to like, mm -hmm. you know, last stage you damn bet. near You're sometimes. four and a half stages. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, you know, I go back, I set the trailer brakes, I'm pulling the tractor, you know, at an angle <clears> up <throat> this slope and trying not to slide off of the wood. And I was able to dump out, I don't know, half of the load. No, probably not even half the load because I remember having to do it two more times. And then the rock fell and kind of covered part of the wood, so I had to find more wood. But I, then I let the trailer down, pulled forward, had to find more dunnage, put it on top of more wood, you know, and I put that load right where he wanted it. But it took me three times to get that trailer up in the air level and safe from tipping over, you know. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. But, yeah, that was probably the, the 
I don't know, one of them that sticks in my mind that was a, definitely a good challenge. There, there are a lot of them, aren't there? Oh, Dave, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. here like, huh, I wonder which one is the coolest. I don't know. <laughs> guess it depends what everybody hears and likes, right? That was that was just one big country. Yeah, that's true. I, Yeah, Dave, like you said, there are so many. But, I mean, seems like all the stories that stick in my head are the rescues we've done over the years not the right not the delivering you know of of where we've had to go get somebody whether it's a crash or just a you know got stuck or you know how many times we've done that i you know i mentioned the other day that I was talking uh with some friends that you know their family used to live across from mom and dad and and super dave was talking about the same truck but uh we were making a delivery for their their leach field, their septic system, and uh, it was in 006 Big Red. And I remember going in their driveway, and you know, just eased in their driveway, and it, it was pretty cool with that with 006. You know, big stacks on it, and low, deep sounding, and you you'd have it in first gear, and you could just crawl in places, and it just sounded you know snotty and cool, you know. And I worked my way back through the field, and I dumped the inch and a half, and. I come back out of their driveway and, you know, look both ways kind of down the street and start out. And I'm so, all of a sudden I hear this ding and I'm like, oh, what the hell was that? And I just look in my mirror and of course, because I was loaded and I came in, I was low enough. I made it under the telephone wire because luckily it wasn't a power wire. And when I went out empty, I was taller and I just clipped the telephone wires, but it just slid over the stack and made this ting noise. And... I remember going, hmm, I'm going to have to remember that from now on, you know, being being a fairly new driver that, oh, man, I can't believe I lucked out. So it's just one of those where you were just lucky, you know, no no skill involved. You, you just plain lucked out. So, you know, for the overhead wires and stuff, you know, always watch you guys dumping under them, driving under them, low ones, all those things. You just, you never know, you know. And, I mean, I don't know how many times me and you've been stuck on job sites, Dave, together or super dave you know shoveled out and mm-hmm. you know got out from yeah yeah there's try not to spin shovel out from in front of your tires just so you can get the truck to move a little bit yeah. you just need it to move a couple inches right i remember d- taking those loads of golf sand up to the the one uh course where you have to drive the bridge i'm sure super dave you'll spit it out oh the, gosh the, yeah the we just went over, up there i just yeah, talked to somebody river. that was going up there yeah, yeah it's a it's a badass bridge red sky Red Sky Norman. Norman? No, no, that's up a Fazio. little farther. No, Red Sky that's Norman, the same Red Sky, Red yeah. Sky Ranch. Walcott. Is, it's Walcott. It's the Walcott course. It's it the Walcott yeah, exit. Walcott. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I, that's not the name of the course, but... <laughs> no, um, no. Work but, with me, Jim. I sure know the one you're talking about, Jim. <laughs> right? Bingo. But, bingo. B67. <laughs> <laughs> Go fishy. <laughs> but I, you might have been with us, Super Dave, but we were taking dried sand up there, and I don't know why they were asked dried sand, but it was out of an asphalt plant, and they were drying the sand. And yeah. We dumped the first two loads, and the guy found some asphalt in the sand and reject it, you know. And, I remember that. But ours was on the ground, too. and... Uh-huh. You know, the last guy that was still loaded was was Brother Dave here, and he had to take his load all the way back to town. And we're like, see ya. See ya. Yep. <laughs> we're, 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 we're empty. We got other loads to get. And they, so he was he was loaded, you know, most like of the day. Bad habit. <laughs> yeah. We had to take a lot of that dried sand out to DIA. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so good question, big country, but lots of stuff. And I, like I said, I we can tell you some stories about 
rescues that are funner than the loads we deliver. Yeah, I think. sure. We had to chain up the one tandem and back it down the icy road. That was that was one of the yeah. Because yeah, with the, Chuck, you'd hit the brakes and it would just lock up. So once you started, yeah, you were backing down. Yeah, it would fall bit. between. It was so steep and so slick, it would fall between <laughs> a link. <laughs> we had a lot of tandem stories with Chuck. Oh <laughs> my god! Right, Dave. <laughs> Hey, buddy, you need to stop. You know, you, you you tore down that signal light, and it's still on your tandem. <laughs> oh, good old Chuck. You can pull up some YouTube videos of... Yeah, the, the, like the bridges and oh, stuff like... Man. Seriously, Jamie had the box, left the job site, box still in there, hooked it and dropped it right on the top of the... Mm-hmm. The, the tandems have the cab shield like ours, and, and somebody called in, hey, your truck's driving down the road, and had the whole light bar stuck on the top the of the street light the street light yeah the, the red green yellow yeah, street light we're was, like how do you know it was us <laughs> i was like because the light is still in your truck <laughs> and the time he crawled under it to get his brakes release to break yeah frozen yeah. in it started drove, to roll drove and roll, over him and rolled right over him yeah Ooh, yeah poor wow, i mean not on him but he was underneath he, he had to, he had to scoot over it went i mean he was yeah. in the middle of the truck yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. if he didn't move his legs it would have ran him over but he just scooted over and the truck went it was like a movie just whoop, went right over him right in the center he set up like holy shit <laughs> and the day cj would fart next to him at the driver's table in the morning <laughs> every day for like a year and a half oh. chuck would be like oh that's gross and cj just be like, <laughs> laughing away like he was surprised every day mm-hmm. <laughs> lots yeah. of stories oh man jesse baez wants to ask a question for the brothers what do you do during during a steer tire blowout obviously this is preventable if we do a pre-trip and post-trip no excuses well i don't know if it's completely preventable you could have a tire blowout yeah debris you You can get something something can happen this is one of my biggest fears and i want to know how to avoid a collision and remain in control from what i know as a safety tip is to never break after a steer tire blowout instead we slightly accelerate the fuel pedal then gain control of your truck, and then gradually taking your foot off the fuel pedal while pulling over. Is this accurate? Please fill us in, brothers. Last but not least, keep your tailgate tight. Jesse James, a.k.a. Chiquita, over and out. (laughs) Jesse, you are spot on, my friend. I can speak from experience. I haven't lost a steer tire on a big truck, but I did lose a steer tire on my pickup while pulling a 39-foot fifth wheel and a 24-foot boat behind it. And it was on a two-lane road with no shoulder. Mm. We were just, we had come around the south end of Lake Powell, and we were coming back to Denver. And uh, I still, to this day, I have no idea why the tire blew out. I mean, I before we take a trip like that, man, I put them to air pressure. I check them. I'm, I'm anal about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had a lot of tire problems when you're towing all that shit, and I'm anal about it. And uh, when that left front tire steer, when it blew, it scared the shit out of me. And mm. I, you're... We've already got a wiggle wagon as it is because you're hooked to a fifth wheel and 24-foot boat behind it. I mean, it's, it is not a situation you want to have that happen. I'll never forget, of course, a lifted pickup, 35-inch tires. And when that thing cut loose, that left front corner of that truck, because obviously you let off the throttle. When something happens, you, right. you instantly go right. to stop. So Jesse's reaction here is correct. You know, the average person just is going to nail the brakes before they even kind of may know what happened. You know, and luckily just because of our years of experience and, and the things we've seen where it's like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy. Right. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. I had the knowledge. 
I lifted on the throttle and, oh my God, that truck just started to go everywhere. I was able to just continue to let off of it without over steering or over correcting, but I knew not to hit the brakes. I just started coasting and my wife was flipping out because all the rubber was starting to fly on the truck and, you know, we're going 60 miles an hour and I'm just so thankful I was able to keep it in the lane. And I'll never forget you guys because there was no shoulder. You're practically in the desert. We, it's, it's like a 30-inch shoulder. You have the yellow line, 30 inches asphalt, and then it was an elevated road. So got a 39-foot fifth wheel that's 14 feet high or you know 13.6. All I did was pull over on the shoulder. So we're sitting there, all this traffic going by, having to pass into oncoming traffic. I had Janet go back there waving vehicles around while I got the spare down, had to jack up the front of the truck. It was on the traffic side of the road. Uh, I mean, everything about it, you guys, it was scary, scary, scary. But Jesse, your description right there is spot on. Don't panic. Don't hit the brakes. The big thing we see so many people overcorrect. Yeah. And I, I don't know where you get experience like that or how that happens, but so many people overcorrect in a situation like that. And I, I was just lucky, I guess, maybe, or, I, you know, maybe the, the driving, I knew not, I knew what, I knew instantly what had happened, but I hadn't experienced it until you experience it. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was quite a surreal event, you know, but you are right though, Jesse, you know, I would tell you the majority of those can be prevented by a good post-trip, a good pre-trip. You know, we've seen tires that are separating and, it just rarely happens, but a bad tire, you know, and that, that just doesn't happen that often. 99% of tires, they've, they've had an issue or damage happen to them. And, and you've just been able to keep driving it for another thousand or 10,000 miles. And then that's when they decide to come apart. Yeah. I think that, you know, out of the question there, Dave, I, I picked up that this is, you know, one of his biggest fears. So obviously he's thinking about, you know, being on a two lane, you know, in the, in traffic, or, which is great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you, you got to kind of think of the what ifs, you know, in certain situations. He's prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think Jesse, for, for me, I, I, I've had a front tire go flat while I was driving it, you know, and obviously you feel that you feel the pull and, you know, not go, f- not blow out. Like Dave said, we've had a couple blowouts, but I think a lot of the stigma for the big trucks and, and I was warned when I was younger is the trucks used to not have power steering. And if you would blow a front tire and not have power steering, that was a situation. And I think where that's, that's some of the, the old talk for a big truck when you blow out a front tire and it would probably rip it out of your hands, a steering wheel out of your hands on a blowout with a truck with no power steering. Uh, the truck we had, or, or I drove to first start, you know, the biggest complication with it with no power steering is like you'd go in and out of a job site in the frozen dirt. If you'd get caught in a rut, it would literally snap the wheel out of your hand. Um, you know, there's the old stories about not putting your thumbs in one of the big steering wheels with no power steering because it, it'll break your thumb. And, you know, in that situation, a blowout, man, if you don't have a grip on something with no power steering, I think that's that's an issue. Today, I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to, you know, give you some peace of mind with power steering in the truck. And Dave's exactly right. It's going to pull you. Don't panic. 
you know, don't slam the brakes. Don't just, slam the brakes. Just like he said, you know, and it it might pull you into the lane. Hopefully, nobody's beside you, or hopefully, everybody recognizes what's going on. But there again, that's the reason we don't want everybody stuck out in the fast lane. You know, usually, if you're you know you're in the right lane, you have a shoulder in one lane you're dealing with as far as an emergency happens. But you know, you see so many people, and and I love driving relaxed too. Also, you got one hand on the wheel, and you know, you sit back in the seat, and you're trucking along, and you know, it really is a good practice to have both hands on the wheel all the time because you just don't know what's going to happen. And, I, I, you know, in that situation, I think, you know, 99 of us are going to be able to grab that wheel and, and hold that truck in its lane and slowly get it stopped and take care of the situation. So I, I don't think it's a, a fear of, of what it used to be because of the technology we have. And, and, you know, back to Dave's thing, too, you know, we don't run caps on the front. We don't run them past, you know, there's your, your, your 30, 30 yeah, your 30, your 30 seconds, you know, you don't run a steer tire less than you do a drive. There's all those things we, we eliminate by running, you know, good rubber on the, on the front end. So yeah, Jesse, I think it's just something that like you're doing has to be in the back of your mind for, for all the drivers, but I don't think it has to be a, you know, a fear, you know, as such, I think, I think the truck and, and a driver would be cap- capable of, of handling it if you know what to expect, which you just found out. Yeah. He asked a question and has the answer. Yes. That's what's cool about yeah. Jesse. Yeah. And he's thinking about it. And, you know, just to put more food for thought, you know, the one thing he, he didn't put in there, and I guess he kind of did, but the big thing is don't overcorrect. I mean, how many yeah. times have we been in a snowstorm just coming to work and you see that four-wheeler in front of us get a little fishtail and they just overcorrect and they're off one side and then pew, out the other. And you're just like, wow, that guy could have just lifted on the throttle and been fine you know, and don't hit the brakes. It's that panic. Make everything a controlled situation. But what I'm leading up to is go back to the guy we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, coming down 285, doing 60 miles an hour in a 45 with 91,000 pounds on, and he blows a steer tire in the fast lane. Not going to be a good ending. Not going to be a good ending. So I know Jesse doesn't do that. And, you know, I can probably name off the top of my head, 20 other drivers that don't either, but... Yeah, our top I, earners don't. Right? Yep. I mean, I, I I hope no one does. I truly do, and that's the purpose of this podcast is think like that. Yep. Think worst-case scenario. It'll, it'll make you better. Jesse is, and look at how great he is. So, yeah. yeah Thank pull, you. Great question, Jesse. Yeah, pulling off that job site, pulling out in front of somebody, turning, you know, the left lane, trying to pass somebody, you know, like you said, Dave, think of... Everything. What, oh, yeah. What's... What's going to happen? Yeah, if, if you're going 50 and you're dropping into oncoming traffic, that car coming is going 50 yeah. or 60. So you've got you just went from a 50 mile an hour deficit to a 100 mile an hour deficit. You're going to meet like you're going 100 instead of 50. Yeah. All right, we already covered the safety topic, which was empty passing versus loaded passing. So we're going to move on to the tips and tricks from Ray Davis. And Ray happens to be talking about the chain law this week. The chain law will be in effect, as we mentioned, September 1st. Your truck must have chains on it. Have you checked your chains on your truck? And most of all, do you know how to put the chains on? Also, make sure you know where your cam lock tool is. If you don't have any of these, you need to ask and get what you need. That's really important. You can have chains, and if you don't have the tool, you never get them tight. So, This is Colorado, and you never know when you'll need them. Be prepared. Also, have some bungee cords so you can get some of the slack out of your chains. Have a winter coat and gloves in your truck. It can get cold, and the wind is no joke when it's freezing. 
Super Dave, you mentioned that you'd have your coveralls. I had a winter bag that I would put in the truck. Mm-hmm. You know, and had coveralls. I had actually had the acid gloves, you know, that come up to your elbows and wool gloves to put inside of those and my overalls or coveralls, stuff like that. A trick I use when I ride in the snow or freezing cold is I wear a pair of latex gloves under my gloves. It blocks the wind. If you don't know how to chain, ask me or another trainer or the safety team. Every year, the safety guys put on a chain class to teach and refresh you in the proper way to chain up. Remember, safety has no blind spots. Be cool and sit up in your stool and don't be that fool. Look and lean. Trainers with all the new faces, if you see someone you don't know, introduce yourself and get to know our new brothers and sisters. Give them another source of help if needed out there on the roads. Hope all is well with the JFW family and your loved ones and friends. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray, 0013. Nice job, Ray Ray. Yep. Yeah, good job, love Ray. It, Ray. And I think the only thing, did he mention speed? I know we did earlier. He did, did not mention did he, speed. Uh, we did mention earlier 20 right. to 25 mile an hour max. Yep, yep absolutely, yep. Jim. Yep. Yeah, and remember, so if you are on drive pavement, that, that will eat your chains up. Yeah. You know, you really want to take it easy and get those chains off as soon as you can once you hit that drive pavement. Obviously, sometimes the chain law is up and it's dry, you know. You gotta, and it's frustrating. I mean, you is. could be going 50, yep. but if those chains are on, you got to be going 20, 25. It's yep. just, you will just simply destroy them. And, I mean, we've had that happen where, you know, 10 trucks are going somewhere and they all had to chain and there's always one guy that destroys a set of chains. Yeah, and you, you know, destroy and he, your chains and they come loose. They could just destroy a fender yeah, or yeah. something on the truck. Go through the back of the cab, tear up oh, your yeah. trailer, whatever the case is. Yep. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yep. Right. Soup, you want to hit us with that high road home? I'd love to, Jim. Great. Um, so this week's high road hauling is on, it's about uh, success. So <laughs> I... I just got this wild hair and I was like, you know, I know I've done other high road Hollands on success. And so I got to look in this morning, just this morning, I've done one on lifelong success, on the measure of success, keys to success, being successful, successful people. What does success mean to you? (laughs) So here's another one, folks, on uh, four moral stories for the secret of success. So once the first story is, once a young man asked a local wise man the secret to success, and the wise man patiently listened to the man's question and told him to meet him near the river the following day for the answer. So the next day, the wise man asked the young man to walk with him towards the river. As they went into the river, the water got up to their neck, and, uh, but to the young man's surprise, the wise man dunked him into the water. The young man struggled to get out of the water, but the wise man was strong and kept him there until the boy started turning blue. (laughs) Finally, he pulled the young man's head out of the water, and he gasps and took a big breath of air. The wise man then asked, What did you want the most when your head was under the water? The young man, gasping, replied, Air. And the wise man simply said, That is the secret to success. When you want success as badly as you wanted the air while you were in the water, then you will get it. There is no other secret. The moral, a burning desire is the starting point for all accomplishment. 
Just like a small fire cannot give you much heat, a weak desire cannot produce great results. And then the next story. Everyone has a story. A young man in his 20s was looking out from the train's window, and he shouted, Father, look at the trees. They are going past. The young man's father smiled at his son, and a young couple sitting nearby looked at the young man's comment with pity. Suddenly, the young man exclaimed again, Father, look at the clouds. They're all moving with us. And the couple couldn't resist this time, and they said to the old man, Why don't you take your son to a good doctor? And the father replied, I did, and we are just coming home from the hospital. My son was blind from birth, and he just got his vision today. And the moral, every person in this world has a story. Don't judge people before you truly know them. The truth might surprise you. The next story, the old carpenter. A carpenter with years of experience was ready to retire. He communicated with his contractor about his plans to leave the house building business and live a more leisurely retired life with his wife and family. The contractor felt a a little bit upset that his excellent and experienced carpenter was leaving the job, but he requested the carpenter to just build one more house for him. The carpenter agreed with the contractor, but his heart was just not in his work like it used to be. He resorted to shoddy craftsmanship and used inferior materials for the building uh, of this last house of his career. It was an unfortunate way to end the career. When the carpenter completed the house, the employer came to inspect the home and he looked around the house and just before he exited, he handed the front door keys to the carpenter. This is your house, he said, my gift to you. Well, this was a massive surprise to the carpenter, and although it was supposed to be a good surprise, he wasn't feeling very good. And as he felt a deep shame inside him, if he had only known he was building his own house, he would have done it all so differently. Now he had to live in a home that wasn't built well. The moral of this story, like the carpenter, we build our lives in a distracted way, reacting rather than acting willing to put up with less rather than the best. Give your best. Your attitudes and the choices you make today will be your life tomorrow. Build it wisely. And the last story today is called $20 Bill. A well-known speaker started his seminar by holding a brand new $20 bill. In the room filled with people, he asked if anybody would like to have his $20 bill. And of course, hands in the room all went up. He crumpled, then next he crumpled and crumpled the bill and asked the crowd if anyone was still interested in having the bill. The hands were still up, signaling that people wanted the crumpled bill. Then he dropped the bill on the ground and started to grind it on the floor with his shoe. He picked up now the crumpled and dirty $20 bill and said, does anyone still want the bill? And still, hands went up in the air. The speaker said, Today, we have all learned a valuable lesson. No matter what I did to the bill, you still wanted it because you did, it did not lose its value. The moral? Many times our lives, in our lives, we are dropped, crumpled, and ground into the dirt by the decisions we make and the circumstances that come our way. We may feel as if we are worthless, but no matter what happened, or what will happen, we will never lose our value. And the, the quote this week, 
Life is an echo. You send, what you send out comes back. What you sow, you reap. What you give, you get. What you see in others exists in you. And that was spoken by Zig Ziglar, a very popular uh, author and motivational speaker who has now passed away. But anyway, he was at the top of the game. You guys all remember Zig Ziglar from uh, from Mick and our, oh, Ziggy. Yep, our learning. But yeah, four good stories um, to remember when you're making decisions and going through life. One bad decision away from ruining your life, Dave. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like the first one the best. Blowing your life up, right? Yeah, that first one was <laughs> really spot on. Yep. You know, yeah. you have to really want that that success or that decision or whatever it is, as much as that boy wanted air while he was under the water. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts, guys. Anybody? Yeah, I just I'm gonna go back up to the <laughs> middle of the podcast because Super Dave just reminded me, Jam, that uh, you know Super Dave just mentioned Mick Walker, um, mm. and you know he was our family attorney, came in and you know was a life coach with us for I don't know two three years, and uh, Mom's eulogy and celebration of life was last Saturday, which we've talked about quite a bit. But uh, just a shout out to Mick, um, just in in remembrance of mom, uh, Mick gave her eulogy and uh, did just a fantastic job. He crushed it. I mean, he was, you know, I, I know Dave, you just said crushed it, right? Super Dave, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was. It was amazing. Yeah, he was. It was good stuff. So, I, I, you know, I don't know if Mick ever listens to the podcast, but, you know, just a shout out to Mick as just a really great person to, to have in your in your family so yeah thanks mick really appreciate it and then and then just to kind of go back i you know talk about the the person running the red light this morning and i kind of looked it up to get some stats and these are all from uh, 2022 so i just don't feel it's really changed a whole lot but running red lights is one of the most common aggressive driving behaviors and a bigger problem than most people think it accounts for 22 percent of the urban crashes and almost half of those accidents result in injuries, and I thought that was you know pretty high for just a red light. And then I and then it, it you ask you know I'm like okay so why do people think they you know run red lights? And most of the people that were interviewed, this was attributed to people losing patience. They are in a hurry to get to their destination, therefore they drive fast and consequently take uh, take chances to beat the light. And I just like, wow, that's just mm-hmm. how, you know, back to in a hurry, you know, speeding, yeah. going too fast. And then the, the three riskiest behaviors, and we, we talk about it, is uh, speeding, erratic driving, and texting. And I'm not really sure what erratic driving means because in addition to the study that they noted, noted, noted the other risky behaviors include sudden acceleration, hard braking, and lane drifting, each elevating the likelihood that an accident may occur. So, you know, when you guys are out there, you know, driving, not only you guys, but everybody else on the road, that's the reason we preach, you know, don't be texting, you know, get out of that left lane, pay attention, look at your surroundings, be watching people behind you, in front of you, just just do your best. So our, our trust in you continues to grow and want to tell everybody thanks for the great job they do. 
Amen. I like it. I'll just close up with what I've kind of already talked about, and it's don't be that guy. 10-4. And it just, I've explained it. Don't be that guy. It's easy to do the right thing. Just do it. So what if that guy's a good guy? Then be that guy. <laughs> I was I'm waiting sorry. for somebody to say that. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to be that guy all the time? Yeah. None of us are perfect. Look at that guy. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Soup, you want to leave, leave us with anything else? Um, no, you know, my high road hauling really is the final, the, my big thoughts at the end of the podcast, but, yep. uh, yeah, let's everybody have a good day out there today. Be courteous, be kind, um, be grateful sure. and, um, you know, give lots of love to everybody. Amen. Yeah, I guess my final thought, <clears throat> we're going to have problems. We're always going to have problems, right? That's life. But we shouldn't have to fight with people to do things the right way. You know, like some of it's just. The desire has got to be in you to want to do it the right way. And we spend a lot of time, you know, just trying to get people to do the speed limit or come down the hill right way. Or, I mean, that's trucking, I guess, and that's what we do, and that's why we have a safety team. But the desire needs to be there in your heart. So that's all I got. Yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah, Jim. I just, Rico, you know, he's a problem. That's a problem in life. Right. You know, and, and like your guy, Dave, that, you know, how you live in, you stand up and you, you get through that. Mm-hmm. Just blatantly speeding, that's a problem we have to deal with, but that's just a problem that shouldn't exist. Yeah, you know, yeah trying to change people's mindsets. It's like <clears throat> when I was a personal trainer, like training the people's cool. Like if you get an athlete, you know, and you're going to train them, I mean, you, you look forward to that. But trying to convince somebody that they should be healthy kind of would take the joy out of the personal training part mm-hmm. you know what i mean like trying to motivate them to even come to the gym like the, de- the desire has got to be there we could work through your problem but you got to want to work th- you got to want it more than we want it for you yeah. So, yeah 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 that one i think i said it last week you know the losers concentrate on winners and winners concentrate on winning right so yeah, yeah. and that's what you know as you're being a truck driver and trying to do your skill you need to you know, <laughs> Dave's saying, you need to be concentrated on being not that guy. You need right. to be the guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. You want to be known for doing the right things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I do have one challenge for everyone, and that's to ask a coworker or person you park next to in the big truck, do they listen to the podcast? Mm, I like that. Because I think this is a... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, ask them if they voted. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That that's next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Get everybody to listen. I yeah. mean, and it, it, it's, it's that's not a, for our big headedness by any means, Jim. No. If anybody wants to be better and they've listened to this podcast, they learned something during this podcast. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just, it is a no brainer to learn something during this podcast. Yep. And and we we are surrounded by so many good people and people that want oh to gosh. to be better. I mean, the story about Rich and Joni, and you know, and 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 you know, getting involved. And he, here's a woman, good or bad, you know, no matter what happens with this person, she was unopposed. Right. And so there's no there's no American way, you know. There's no there's no could be this, could be that, you know. I I've thought repeatedly. I, I watched Dave's not Dave's, but the video of this person trying to close Suncor, that's her own agenda. Not that Suncor means so much to everybody. They've had some failures, 
and they could be better. How do we get them to be better so that we can all benefit from having, and she repeatedly says it, the only, uh, shoot, the only, only refinery in the state of Colorado. It's not like we have three others that just, that's the bad one, get yeah. rid of it. Right. What is, uh, so I'm confused. What about, is it Magellan? Yeah, so yeah. It's just not a, a pipeline. pipeline. Got it. That so is just do. a pipeline. Yep. Got yeah. it. So Suncor is, for Colorado, the only refinery, Jim. Got it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, just, we have, we have great people. I, I can't agree with Dave more that, you know, this podcast will make you better. Hmm. You know, I mean, it makes me better every week. Just because I have to look up something funny to try to compete with you guys on the, on the dad joke, which brings brings us all laughter, you know. And then and then you you know your you, my, my closing arguments or Super Dave's high road hauling or information about what went on, you know. I, I'm thinking myself. We we had a whole conversation about Windy Point and and uh, the what do you call the one just before Morrison Turkey Creek Canyon. Mm-hmm. And how we drove and what we would do and where we think it would be sent. And just that conversation, if I ever went and got in a truck and, I, and I've, I've driven that or I've hauled that, but I would go, hell, hell, here, here comes Turkey Creek Canyon. What the hell am I going to do? I need to slow down. It's one, that's the one everybody talks about. What you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? So, yeah. I know we extended the, the final thought there. Great. But <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let's say the creed and get on out of here. Sounds good. good. <coughs> Together, Together we, we face, face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line We'll lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those 
those big, bright, shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down and they keep that diesel trucking. Keep that hammer down and keep that diesel trucking. See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling and those red trucks can't be beat. They've got to put the hammer down and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 23, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.